Bitcoin. You lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 65. On tonight's episode, the Fat Manling and the Smart Manling have their final battle in their mini campaign. And then afterwards, they're going to talk to their mentor, Alex, where he's going to give them strategy and tell them where the Fat Manling went wrong. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't embarrass himself. Uh, anyway, shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools. We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh at you along the way. Bring you the universe's best combination of warriors of chaos and heroic last dance. I'm Chris U. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Hey there, Gettysburg. Party on, dude. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and party on. <laughs> party on, dude. <laughs> So how you been? Uh, fantastic. All right, folks. It's Dave. It's Chris. And we are here. And as always, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Chris? Yes. Our sponsors, we do thank you. And those sponsors are Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois, Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana, and Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. Excellent. Now, uh, we do have some sponsor announcements. All right. As well as some new sponsors. This is an exciting day. Developing stories. Yes. Uh, First of all, sponsor announcements. You might have noticed, folks, that Urza's Den was not listed in the sponsors. Mm. And whereas Urza's Den is no longer a sponsor, Brian Steele has decided with all of his work at Cool Mini or Not, working on Dark Age, and his work with Ravage Magazine, that uh, basically he called me up and said, the new sponsor that Brian Steele will be promoting, you will hear, is now Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age. He's decided that that's uh, that's where he's going to keep his focus this year because that's, well, that's his, that's his gig. Those, nice. That's his boss. So We'll have to make a cool uh, commercial bumper. Cool Mini. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, but so you will now hear, instead of Urza's Den, you'll hear Cool Mini or Not's Dark Age. But that is still Brian Steele, folks, and he is still a friend of the show and part of the show. In fact, he will probably be in town next month, and he's going to come in and talk a little about Dark Age and maybe uh, Sedition Wars, because that's Cool Mini or Not as well. The Man of Steel himself. Yes. Um, now, we have, as I said, two new sponsors. Uh, our first one is... A company called Guild Painting. So Brian decided he wasn't going to do the the uh, Urza's Den promotions anymore. And at almost the, the exact same time, we've got uh, we got contacted by another painting company. Another one slides right in. Yeah. So tell us about this new sponsor. Sure, it's uh, you can find them at www.guildpainting.com. Uh, it's Donovan Stoddar, who ha- is on our website. Mm-hmm. He is on our forms of Stoddar Power. Yep. Uh, he was stuff. part of our uh, monthly. We had a the past year. We've had a monthly. Well, I started that hobby commitment thing, talking with Christopher right in the beginning yep. of last year. Just and I stole that from the Independent Characters mm-hmm. podcast. Every show they'd say, "Oh, you know, what is you're going to commit to paint for next time?" It, it turned into a contest. Well, the listener. It wasn't so much a contest. Kind of a friendly although, competition. Yeah, friendly yeah. competition, and it was a way to get people to commit to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so we actually this was really set up on the forums by. Uh, the our, the forum members, listeners, mm-hmm. yeah, they went they in really and t- took hold of it. They so. took hold of it because I didn't want to play favorites or be in the middle of it or anything like that. And so I was like, okay, uh, go ahead. And so every month, 
they would pick like you're going to do a unit, an infantry unit, or uh, I mean, uh, you know, a, a troops a unit, monster or a character. monster. Exactly. Yeah, you you haven't been able to uh, participate in act those any of those competitions. Well, I basically said I wasn't going to oh, participate. Okay. See, because, I actually have, and I think it won. Right, and I think when we started, I basically just said, "Listen, that's my website, and yeah. I'm not going to." I, I'm not going to try to win stuff off my own website. True. You know? Well, I don't think there was any prizes at stake. Well, just, I, uh, no, there wasn't. Although we talked about it, but I never quite got anything rolling. I was actually a little bit lazy with it. I, I well, will not deny. Well, I think we talked about having like badges, right? Uh, you know, achievement badges, but which is on me because I really should be making those. But, there you go. You're so, the graphic sorry, artist. Guys. But um, so and dude, let's face it. My my even my my blog on the website, my hobby blog under the painting and modeling, I haven't had anything to do it in months because I'm just. I never when I'm painting I never pull out the camera and when I do pull out the camera I'm I just never dump the mm. camera into the computer and put the pictures up I'm lazy like that mm. I'm really bad about it, but that's neither here nor there the fact is Donovan was part of it he also might remember him he had he he ran West Coast Hammer sure. not West Coast Hammer Time they're a new show yeah um, so. You can reach them at dstotterpainting at gmail.com. And I'll have this stuff up in the show notes and on the website. Uh, also, if you want to keep up to date with all the stuff they're working on, you can follow them on Twitter at stotterpower, S-T-A-U-D-E-R, power. All right. So what? how are they structured? What are they about? Uh, basically, they're a studio, full four-time painters. Full-time, wow. Four full-time and several part-time. And when I was talking to Donovan, what he told me was their average turnaround for a 2,500-point army, once they have the models and get mm-hmm. it started, is a month. Jeez. But, I mean, when you got four full-time guys You're doing right. it, you know. Wow. So they That's can crank quick. out a 2,500-point army in about a month. Uh, they really believe they're one of the best services for communication and quality of work. Mm-hmm. Every project's handled individually. They're always available for questions and concerns. And what Donovan had said to me was that almost every customer they have had has either come back for more. Uh, many of them are just still, the customers just stay with them, are sending them, mm-hmm. whether they're sending them a whole army or a couple units at a time, they keep coming back. He well, does a lot of repeat business. Anyone who does this full-time or even part-time and gets paid for it, they've got to have the chops for it. Yeah, yeah. So and you've got to love to paint. Like, I love to paint, and I can crank stuff out. I don't know that I have the chops to paint professionally and have people pay me to do it. But I will tell you this, folks. You can check them out at guildpainting.com. Their website's still uh, slightly under construction. They're still putting things together. But there's models there. Go check out the um, the Garage Hammer forums. Look under Modeling and Painting, and it says the Hobby Commitment Contest or whatever. There's like a separate... By month. There's one for every month. There's one for every month. Now, um, we ran this like six or seven months last year. And then everyone who put in, everyone could, anyone on the forum could vote for which, you know, you'd put a picture of the unfinished stuff and the finished stuff. Uh, yeah, the, co- the completed models were then voted upon for the winner of that month. Donovan got, I think, the most votes either three months that he did it or, or, or his models got like the three top most votes out of anything. But when I got the stats sent to me, Donovan's name showed up all over the place, which I just like, and this is not something, I mean, it was just like, I already knew he was coming. Right. And, but I, I haven't 
seen his models other than the stuff he's put on the hobby that's blocks. A, that's a testament then to the, the yeah. level of skill that he exactly that he's offering. So, um, so wow, that many uh, first place votes that almost warrants some kind of uh, badge or something. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of their commercial. We don't have. I mean, literally, we just. I mean, the, you know, the the ink is wet on the deal, as you uh, you know you as might want to say. say. Right. I'm sorry if we're kind of dragging out the sponsor spart in the beginning of the show here, folks. But these are we're sort of these are their new developments their, to bring yeah, you Garage Hammer. It's their commercials, and until we actually write and and record regular commercial commercials, this is what we got. So. Uh, and finally, our other brand new sponsor is Mears Miniatures in the UK. Mears Miniatures, yeah, very cool. Uh, I was talking with Tim Fisher, and he was interested, uh, and so we've gotten together, and we got a deal. Both of them have come on for a full year, so they will be here all of 2013. For those who don't know, Mears Miniatures used to be known as Bane Legions. Yes. Um, which you know, I know uh, if you've listened to any of these casts, you've heard about them. They've gone through some evolution. Certainly. Yeah, well, the, the company itself, Mears, is is new. It's its own company, uh, and then they got all the rights to all the Bane Legion's models that Maelstrom had. But, I mean, if you if you listen to Heel and Hammer when they were on or if you listen to this, you've heard about, like, their Chimeras, mm-hmm. and, and they, they do a lot of special, their resin models. Oh, they're, they're gorgeous. I mean, if you go to their site, you can see their whole range. Yeah. I could spend easy 20, 30 minutes just clicking through all the different... Oh, yeah. Alternatives. I mean, they're great. Oh, yeah. And you just sit there looking at them going, I, I mean, first of all, I mean, just like the Manticore, I think, is a great Manticore. I, and I'm not I'm not bagging on the GW ones because everyone knows I'm not a fan of the GW Manticore. <laughs> right. But it is. It's a better model. The, their Chimera is a better Chimera. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's really nice. It's it's a little pricier. But you look at it and you're just like, wow. That's the kind of thing that you want to take like it's, three, four months. Striking. Just Yeah. And I tell you, I almost started uh, an all Slanesh demon army based on their greater demonette model that they had. Oh, that was a great it's, model. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Um, in fact, uh, I think you are going to... Aren't, Aren't you going to be uh, ordering up one of the uh, the wyvern or the, the yep the wyvern? I'm going to try to convert that uh, maybe to be a zog, the orc zog, goblin character, yeah. the guy riding the wyvern. Yeah. So I'm going to try that and see how that how I, it goes. I, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting that chimera. Are you get a chimera. It well, is cool for our storm of magic games. I got the cockatrice now. I get a chimera. Uh, okay. And it's, it's gearing up for some storm action. Uh, and it's such a nice model. So it's, it's really cool, cool so stuff. You guys will be their their banners will be up on our sponsors page. You'll be hearing new commercials on the show from these guys. But uh, we hope you will welcome them in, and we hope you will support them as much as you have supported our other sponsors. Because I think if you talk to any of our sponsors, they would say, you know, I mean, they've stuck with us because you you guys have because the results are there yeah nope. I mean let's face it Chaos Orc Superstore everybody knows about mm-hmm. them and a lot of people are using them <laughs> all the way in Australia people use them so it's kind of awesome um, let's move along uh, we have two shout outs two shout outs <laughs> what's going on uh, I'm stupid that's what's going on <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, we got one from Dave Durant, like, right after we recorded the last episode. And I had it, and I filed it, and I put it off on the side. Yeah. And then I was sitting at work, like, two days ago, and I'm like, hey, man, we don't have a shout-out for the show, because I was at work. Oh, and I was, was on Twitter. So I, I tweeted, I hey, exchange. it's still time to do a shout-out. And then I got a text, a, a message from him, like, he's like, dude, didn't you get my shout-out, like, a week and a half ago? And I was like, oh, crap. And, like, as I'm reading that email, didn't you get my shout-out? My little thing pings, ping, you have a donation. Oh, I was really? Like, oh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So I apologize, but we have two now. Would you mind reading Dave's? This is a really great shout out. He's sure. 
This shout-out is to myself. I'm going into my last semester of college and will be graduating in April with a bachelor's degree. Congratulations, Dave. Yeah. This has been a long time coming. I will be extremely happy when I am done with school. I cannot have done this without the support of my wife and the rest of our family, so a shout-out to them as well. Thank you to my wife, Jessica, my parents, Jim and Vicky, my brothers, James and Will, and my sister, Tracy, and her family, and to my aunts, Clara and Alta. I love the show. Keep it going. Very nice. Yep. Uh, hey, and congratulations, man. I, I mean, I, I went to college for 14 years. I know what it means. To 14 g- years? Well, yes. You're going to work at your own pace, however long it takes. I got it done. That's all that matters. <laughs> so I know what that means. Now, listen, we also got one uh, from Tim Post. That's our second one, from the Ordo Fanaticus in Ooh. the Portland area. Um, now, he actually sent us a... Uh, whoa. <laughs> he sent us... Uh, a voicemail. A, a voicemail. So I'm going to play that clip now and then uh, add in anything that uh, is necessary from the rest of his little shout-out. So good. Want to attend a carefully balanced and competitive tournament? Want in-depth composition rules to level the playing? Want well-thought-out scenarios and scoring so that the best, most tactical general wins? Want to construct the best all-comers army list with all the toys? Well, too bad, because it's time for Mini Hammer. Saturday, March 2nd at Western Oregon Wargamers. It's Mini Hammer. Death from above. The most fun with 500 points you'll ever have. You heard me right. Bring 500 points to the most broken, cheesy combo you can find. And then watch it all go wrong. I'm going to bring a terror guys. Not enough points. I'm going to bring a dirty level 4 shadow mage. No. A hell cannon. A bowmobile. A bloodthirster. Nice try, Meat Pie. 500 point army. Six narrative scenarios. Awards in four categories with awesome trophies for the winner. Only $10 to enter or $5 for Ordo Champions. What a deal. Saturday, March 2nd at Western Oregon Wargamer. Check out ordofanaticus.com for more details. Be there at Mini Hammer. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the drag strip. So, <laughs> shouting at us from the, the other end of the cave there. And no kidding, man. The echo effect us. All right, so let me, let me just... No, so, that's the mini hammer, the 500-point narrative tournament, Sunday, March 2nd. Uh, also, he would like to call out Brian from the Deployment Zone podcast. Mm. How's that stake bet going, Brian? Now, I thought Brian was the one who bet... He's not the one painting. He's the one that's that bet it wouldn't happen. Right. So, anyway, Brian is our favorite ADD gamer... And I'm betting he can't get his army built and painted for Mini Hammer. It's 12 Ogres, Brian. Put down the Space Wolves and your 15 other projects for a few days and get it done. So that's ADD being Attention Deficit Disorder and yes. not Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Well, he might have an Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> he's probably both. <laughs> that's why he's not getting his army painted. Because he's playing too much Dungeons & Dragons. let's play. Focus. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So those are the shout-outs. And so before we go to our first commercial break, I just wanted to remind people that you, too, can leave us a message on our voicemail. Voicemail? Tell me about voicemail. I will. Uh, Just pick up your phone and dial the following numbers. 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Right on your own phone. Right on your (laughs) phone. Pick it up, dial the numbers, and you, too, could be a part of the show. Wow, that just really it was, made it was a so whole smooth. Yeah, it's just so like, natural, and it's so so much excitement over leaving a voice message. On, <laughs> it's like it's like it's nineteen eighty or something like that. Wow, you can just leave a message right there. Now, what is the what is the message? The greeting when someone calls is it? 
That's the master leave engineer. A after that beep. No. It's, it's, <laughs> please leave a message. No. Uh, master engineer said something. I, 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 you know, I haven't. Li- I should call it. I have. Oh, you know what? Let's find out <laughs> what. Let's find out what you said. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Hello. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to reach. You reached the garage hammer voicemail. Leave a message at the tone, manling. I guess that's what it says. Geez, I thought the master engineer was a little more clever than that. So, you know, I'm impressed the master engineer is familiar with Google and Google Voice and all those other digital media. Well, notice he totally didn't acknowledge the voice before, and he just said, <laughs> you reached it, leave a message. Well, I'm just picturing that, you know, this grizzly dwarf at a computer <laughs> sending yeah. a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you know what? Enough of this. We've been 20 minutes. We should probably try to get to a show. Thank you to our new sponsors, and we'll be right back. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. Welcome back to the Garage U Tools. Here we are, episode 65. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, the news and rumors section is brought to you by the Circle City Circuit and Lizardman Jeff. Check all their information out at circlecitycircuit.com. Uh, Jeff, I know you're listening, and I haven't talked to him in forever. we got to get him back on the show and find mm-hmm. out. It's probably half over for what I, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to get him on. I want to know what's been going on. I love the Circle City Circuit. I love that they've got a it's such an active scene. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a group and this group of guys. I mean it's a monthly tournament, mm-hmm. and it's a string of tournaments. So it's like it's not just going there once. It's like you can really do something special, something you better. Keep records. You know, we should really try something like that because we have regional kind of pockets of players in Illinois. Right. right. I think we should try to organize something like that. Yeah, I agree. Well, we got to get our campaign going, but that's another story. Yeah. I got. I've got. Oh, oh, and I want to thank real quick, dude. I've gotten emails with PDFs. I've gotten stuff on the forums. That's Just good. yesterday, I got a fat Manila envelope that came with all sorts of copies wow. of pages from stuff. Uh, that was from Kenny Lull, who sponsored the show last yep. last show. 
uh, send me. I mean, people are sending me stuff, and it's great because it's giving me all these great ideas. It's it's a double edged sword because I'm reading this going, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. It is totally slowing down getting the campaign on the table though. Up and do, doing stuff, I, redoing stuff. I, I, yeah, well, like, yeah. Oh, well, that's great. So I've yeah. been I've been really working, and I just want to thank all the listeners who have been really helping us and sending stuff in because this campaign, even though it's really based on the Blood and the Badlands campaign, I have totally been cherry picking other things. And I know somebody was making fun of me. I was, my students were asking what I was doing because I had all these sheets out and I'm writing up mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was like, I was on my lunch break, mm-hmm. but I let a lot of students in. They'll sit and eat. They don't want to be in the cafeteria. They'll sure. come in my room. And they're like, so, wait, you're writing a campaign, but you're – basically they accuse me of plagiarism. And I'm like, look, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to run a campaign. You're modifying it. Exactly. I'm just taking what's good. Why should I do all this work plagiarism. when it's been done? So that's just from your student's point of view. Well, that's uh, – you can't copy stuff without giving people credit. So they're just like, you're plagiarizing. Yeah. Shut well, up. I think in this case, GW encourages you to kind of take ownership and yeah, modify it. and run with stuff. So – and, I mean, some of this stuff is, is fan-made. That Lustrian thing that we got, yeah. that was – I mean, I, I thought it was a GW thing, too. It was that good. You know, when it's when this is done, you should make it airtight and, you know, make it a downloadable PDF so people can reference it in the future. Sure. Uh, that's not a bad idea yeah. if, if you guys like it. And we'll be talking about that within the next couple of episodes because I've got all the ideas and I would like to shout it out mm-hmm. over the air and kind of talk, tell people what we're going to be doing. So, all right. Well, let's get to news and rumors. Yeah, lots going on. Well, uh, I hear. well let's see. Today's Friday. So, Wednesday, I was reading off the things from Twitter at Bell of Lost Souls and that that uh, it's definite that Demons of Chaos are going to be out end of February, beginning of March mm-hmm. <laughs> for both systems. Yep. And that's what's upcoming. That was Wednesday. And then yesterday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> the Twitter really blew up. When somebody leaked all the pictures for uh, Warriors. Yeah. February great stuff. February 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, good, good I, stuff. I, I am going to officially go on record here, and I'm going to take back... My oh, you you weren't happy with the warriors. I was of, totally. Of an, an, I was no. just like, oh, it's so unimaginative. You know, I'm like the stuff they're doing out. They just took the Stilnesh steed and stuck the rider right. from the other guy on it, and they just took the blood the, the juggernauts. You were the juggernauts that they. St- well, I just kept saying they're taking stuff from other kits and sticking their riders on them. There's no real other than that the the war shrine. I saw nothing yeah. original or cool. This is all Damn. original and cool. <laughs> Those beasties, I, yeah. I oh, don't yeah. even, I, and I couldn't even see the picture. I mean, they were just, you know, the pictures weren't the, I mean, you could see them, but yeah. th- not all the detail. Well, I posted a thread on our forum right. that, that has all the pictures. I think right. three of them were, were taken down from their original source. Right. But most of the, the, the monsters and the chariots and everything oh, are on there. God, does it and look they, good. And it looks really good. Now, I, I got a lot of complaints that there's no new Marauder sculpts. I was hearing from people a lot of, you know what it is. It's, it's, that's, that's a pretty small. That's nitpicking, I think. Oh, uh, you know what it is. I understand how people want them because they all look like Conan. You know, for living in the waste sure. and barely able to being able to scrape by an existence, those guys are all beefy. Yeah, they're going to be big. You know, burly they, guys, no doubt. And they all have to have just just big ice frostbird marks on their skin because they're all wearing metal in the freezing cold. So, well, maybe those will be updated in a subsequent wave. I mean, you know, you know a couple months down the line, they'll come back and release a couple a kit or two. Well, the, the rumor is that half of it will be out now and half of it will be out in about three months. Yeah. So maybe there will be a new kit. Um, if, if I was going to see any of the old sculpture done, I'd like it to be the Warriors, actually. Really? I thought that they're, they stand up pretty well. They're still pretty okay. good. They are... Well crafted sculpts. the The capes look well great, detailed well everything. detailed. 
they are so amazingly static. I mean, I remember building them. You stick the back to the front, and then you take the. T- I mean, their arms come straight down on their sides, and then you just stick in. You pick the, the two arms you want, either weapon. shield or weapon hand, into the, and you basically stick the arm in at the elbow. But so I think taken as a unit, they look regimented and uniform. They and do, and they look... A hard-hitting infantry unit. It's just, A, I think part of it is there's... It's so hard to convert anything because they are. I mean, they're they're very static. They're standing just in that standing with right. both arms at they're their reg- side, very holding regimented yeah. looking. Yeah, uh, it just kind of looks stiff. And I mean, when I first saw them, I was amazed. Hmm. Uh, and as I've gotten more into painting and more into converting and more the into models this, have certainly changed since then. And it's a very solid one piece. It's I mean, it's not as bad as like the push fit dwarfs from the. From the uh, Battle for Skull Pass set, right. where you know the gun is right up against their body, right, and it's a molded yeah, yeah. solid one piece. But it's just the way that I mean, you can't. I tried to use the bits from a warrior at uh, Games Day when they do the mm. convert a model thing. Oh, it was so difficult because mm. it's just those two pieces. Well, I think taken as a whole, with all these new additions to the warriors, uh-huh. it's a really good looking line. Yes, really yes. good looking, and it, it actually, in fact, it makes things like the uh, the juggernauts and those other the initial release. I mm-hmm. think it makes those better. Yes, yeah. Now, but if you look at it in aggregate, were those were those dragon ogres new sculpts? Those are new. Oh, yeah, very yeah. cool. Looking like so lot. much better. I think those are going to be the new hotness. Those are going to be the new born thing. And, well, and, that, and you know, people are going to, I mean, at the very beginning, at least people are going to buy them just because they look good. They're going to look nice on the table. Uh, they will, but if their stats are good, they're going to be more so. Yeah. And I think that's what GW is banking on. Because Monstrous Cab is the new hotness. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So I guess now we're going to have it in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, now I know I'm picking up the book. Grant's picking up the book. I'll, I'll get the book. You'll get the book. So I'd like to do one of our in-depth, way too long first impression things. Go through <laughs> okay, the fluff sure. and do that. And Grant said he'll come on because he plays Warriors, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm just talk about different possible builds and and I'm, I'm every time a book comes out. I mean, let's face it. I, I said on the last episode we've had a, a, a basically a book, three three books a year. Well, it, actually, thirty months, five books. So this will yeah. be. Um, yeah, this will be third. This will be the sixth book in thirty months. So something like that. So it's like a book every five months. But I don't think anyone can argue that the last five books have all been pretty balanced. Now some are stronger than others. Tomb Kings is probably debatable, but overall, very good. Uh, they're very I strong. Mean, they're still pretty balanced, though. I mean, they've got cool stuff, but there's nothing. I mean, even well, I mean, ogres is a little. I mean, there are stuff. They're a little on the end of the spectrum. Yeah, a little strong. But um, but VC OG. Empire, Both good. I, yeah. I like where they're going. Yeah, Empire. And so I'm, I'm waiting to see what they do with this. If it's going to be, I'm curious to see uh, what magic items, if any, will remain. Uh-huh. Puppet and exactly. those sorts of things, or will they only have four or five that aren't even usable? Right, and that's that's what I want to see. I mean, is it going to be? I mean, I still I don't even think as much as ogres annoy me because they do have some amazing. And it's another thing where I think if you toned back the Mornfang just a touch. That book would be really well balanced. It's just that the Mornfang are such a, they're just all the choices in that category are pretty good. It's right. just they're the, they're the superior, top one. Right. So, you know, that's a bit of a, a a bit of a hiccup in the in the total balance. Uh, but these next two books, Warriors and Demons, have been pretty strong books traditionally. Yes. And so, are they going to hold up to the challenge, or are they going to be broken? It's, it's going to be interesting to see. So, I, and, I'm and these excited. models bode well for. 
models oh. going forward. Not oh, only yeah. for demons, yeah, for yeah, high yeah. elves, which I'm so looking forward to seeing. What the hell was that tentacled monster thing? <laughs> you know what they're calling that? What? The hentai tentacle monster. Totally fluffed up the rumor. It was just so funny that the day before, rumors came out fast and furious on several sites how it's all about demons at the end of February, beginning you know, of March. You have to give them credit. They've really become airtight on any of the, all the rumor control. Yep. I saw a weird tweet. Someone said something about uh, some GW, some of the, the letters to their investors. Mm-hmm. And it was something on there about how by cutting the uh, preview window down to one week, mm-hmm. even from the two weeks before down to one week, it's increased sales of White Dwarf and the actual models because imagine. people haven't had enough time to, 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 digest, to dissect digest it. it. They want more information. So, they, so it comes out and people are just buying because right. it's, they want to know what's there. So, And I, I can't blame GW for that. I just I can't. I, I, I can't either. I mean, between keeping their stuff hidden so that other people... I can't mean, copy it. Yeah. When you give it... When you, I mean, I remember before Tomb King came, it was a three-month intro. It's coming in a few months. Right. Well, if you get the rumors and you're willing to take the risk, you could get the models out there ready for when they come to market. Right. And you know, GW said enough. And so they have a smaller window. sense. From a business plan, it makes sense. I, it, I can't. It's like Greg keeps saying, and he's totally got me convinced. I'm a Greg Dan disciple on this, uh, this particular point. They're in business to make money. And as much as I'd like sure. to only be about the hobby, if they don't make money, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have a half a ton of plastic with nothing to do with it. Right. That's all, that's gonna be all of us. So I can't blame them for doing that and 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 making you know making money off it. But it's great now. The, and the thing is that doesn't change that the demons are still rumored. They've been rumored to be on the horizon for a while. I think the biggest shock for this is everybody figured when they came out with the white dwarf. Mm-hmm. You know, a few months later we'd have demons, and then a few months later you had the. Warriors thing in the White Dwarf. Right. So you figured demons would be first and then warriors. Right. Yeah, they're throwing everyone for a loop there. It totally, totally but, but tricked who knows? us. Maybe like their production schedule had to get flipped because models weren't coming together Could correctly, be. or who knows? Uh, and like I said, it, 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 that's been rumored for a while. And honestly, they're not going to ignore 40k for nine months. There's not. I mean, no, I know no way. That's their, I know they, that's their main thing. I know they just came out with Dark Angels, but they're not going to ignore it for long. And you know, demons are coming, so why not soon? Um, it's going to be a good double release. I'm guessing we'll see it in April. That's my guess. March seems real quick for another book for both systems. Uh, who knows? I'll, I mean, who knows? But I mean, they released the Hobbit and the new rule book in December. Mm-hmm. They in and, and just October was uh, Chaos War, uh, Chaos uh, Space Marines. Yep, yep. Then you had December and January was uh, Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. Now, in February, we're going to have Warriors of Chaos, uh, four months in a row with new books. Plus, if they're going to do the double demon release for both systems at once, I just have a feeling they won't do it one month right after Warriors of Chaos. They won't have two books in a month for the same system. Probably probably not. I'm guessing April. If they put it out in March, I won't be complaining. (laughs) Right. But I'm guessing April. So... Uh, I just I'm excited to see it's exciting times. Yeah, like lots of new stuff coming out all before right before Adepticon. So if we do the best of 2013, you could very well say Warriors of Chaos, the best. I could. And I could, so we'll number see. two could be demons. Could be. Oh, number no. three could be high elves. And oh, considering that I own all those armies, you, you know, hit the like, ground running. Yeah. So, uh, but that's about it. I mean, that and that's big news. That is big. Yeah. Other than that, not much. 
I mean, Dark Angels is we, we talked about that last episode, yeah. so it is cool. You know, I, I I do look at it. And if, yeah, if I were to play, I, it's probably a faction I might consider getting into. I've got so I got some from that 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 Dark Vengeance set because I wanted to get the mini rule book, so I picked up the Dark Vengeance set, and those models are really gorgeous. Yeah, they they look very cool. GW has been going from strength to strength with their models. Totally I mean, agree. you cannot really. I mean, you may not like the aesthetics of a model, like, uh, and I keep going back to the War Shrine because that's that's the model right now that is really divisive among people. They just look at that and they either love it or they absolutely hate it. Yeah. That's a really, I mean, it's a well-detailed. It's well-crafted. Exactly. It's yeah. a quality piece. You may hate the aesthetics. You may hate all the wire, the you know, the metal metal work around right. the edges. Or the look of the guys holding it or yes. whatever. you may but not like the you, trolls. You can't deny it, the way that it's engineered to come fit together, all the bits that come with it, the detail. Right. That, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Oh, and what about the Warriors? The uh, the Zinch and the, I think there was, what was one was the Zinch Warrior and one was either a corner slanesh, the actual the characters, the character. Oh yeah, those look awesome. <laughs> There's the one guy that had the two big horns, right? He looked like a chaos lord, yeah, type guy, yeah. Oh yeah, and they're going to have a village model. A village model, village, v i l i t c h. He's huh. the one in the warriors book who was the two brothers who were warped together. Oh really? Did you read that one? I didn't village, read that one. Village the Cursling. Huh. Uh, you had the guy who was uber. Powerful wizard, frail body, and the brother who is a big hulking. Okay, it's almost head. like Teclas and Tyrion. Except their their bodies got forged together, so it's like almost like a homunculus. They're one yeah, thing. Yeah. So you've got this warrior body being controlled by this just huh. the other head, and you read it, and it's it, he had some really cool rules. Sounds like, very chaotic. I like it. And the thing is, his rules were great. It was one of these things where he the, the one head would take over, and he could do all sorts of mm. stuff, but he still had. I just I remember when I was playing against uh, Brad Pascal. Yeah. When he was playing his VC, and he was always taking special characters. That was one that I always liked taking. I was like, I wish they made a model for this because I just had to pick. Oh, any. now you have it. N- yeah, they're going to have it. And huh. how about Throg? Yes, that guy looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he looks You're going to awesome. see a lot of Throg armies, I think, coming it, out. You know, they, it, they're heading into a, you know special characters that are becoming more, becoming more viable play wise, rules wise, right? But now they're making all these great uh, models for them. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, at least you have the luxury of uh, mixing it up. You have the books and models to table something. I really, as I was cleaning this place out and clearing out everything, I was sitting around going, maybe it's time to pick three or four armies I know I'm going to play and maybe think about selling the rest. Uh, Because I've got, between Harrison and I, we've got, what, 12 armies now? Between Harrison and I, we have 12 armies. Every time I picked an army saying, I could... Okay, I could part with this one. I said, well, no. No, I, I kind of might want to play that sometime. So I think it's one of those things where I'm going to stop. I don't know. I can't say I'm going to stop buying new armies, but it's like I'm going to stop uh, just picking up stuff at random until right. I find an army I want. But I've got them here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why would I want to get rid of them when any one of us could be like, hey, I'd like to try that, and I've got one here for you to pick up and try. But over time, though, as they add new models and new units to that army, it, that, that army slowly becomes not out of date, but yeah. not, not current. Right. So, I don't know. Do you, does that mean you have to buy all the new releases that come well, along with it the to thing, keep it current? Because now the warrior stuff is coming out, and I have warriors. So I've got a warrior's army. But the army I is going to be completely different than yes. when all those come out. I have a heavy cav warrior's army, too, because I had a 7th yeah. edition warrior's yeah. army. So... Yeah, so, exactly. Do I want to start buying all that stuff for an army I'm not going to play make. right now? So right. it's one I can't. I just 
it's my OCD. It's my I can't. You know, it's like I've got the completionist in me wants to have all of them. Yeesh, that's and an the expensive. Is, uh, I just know. I, I, somewhere in the back of my head, it screams. If I sell, like the Warriors Army. Yeah. Okay. If I sell it, I like ten minutes after I sell it, there's going to be some reason I want to play it. <laughs> you know. Seller's remorse. Exactly. It's just, and, but I, I really, I think I should. I'm really considering this, and this is the first time I know I'm mentioning it to you, right it, here on the it, show. It, but it is. Yeah. I think it might be time to pare down some of my armies. Well, think about if you sell X amount of armies, what would you put that money towards? Oh, Maybe, I would just uh, probably just put or... that, right now. Just put it aside. I, I have nothing specific to spend it on. Yeah. It's more of a make room you can down give it here. To me, or... Well, okay. <laughs> let's not get silly. <laughs> But put it aside and just make room. I mean, like, I won't sell my Orcs and Goblins army. I won't sell... I mean, that's the thing. I keep going through them. There's only... Like, I've got that Ogre army, and it's that would be a quick one to paint, and you could play with it. Yeah. I mean, it's... Exactly. It, it, it's a question of will you get use out of it. it right. To have it is one thing, but if it never sees any table time... Exactly. Well, does, is it worth keeping? I don't know. You know, that's the problem, is I want to play all the armies. If I could just... You know, well, it. then why don't you do this? For the next year, every month, play a new army. Or every game, play a new army. That uh-huh. way it forces you to use everything. If you want, I wouldn't do that, but... Well, the only problem with that is then I'm coming to the table with completely unpainted, unprimed models half the time. Well, and that's yeah, no, and you, that's you, no you fun You can't have your guys. models and, and play with them too, David. I you get, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to! <laughs> why, can't I, why can't I paint an army a month? That's what I want to do. Well, you could ask Starter Power. <laughs> yeah! Our new right. sponsor. <laughs> I'll sell some armies and use the money to send the other ones to him to paint. There you go. There you go. Gilpainting.com. <laughs> okay. Oh, criminy. So, okay, that was a total sidetrack. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's break, come back, and uh, hit the toolbox. That sounds which good. Is brought to you by... That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Orc Superstore. And we're back. Welcome back to the Toolboxy Tools. Hey there. We're here. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm That's David. David, that is true. I am David. That is right. Yes. Okay. So what you been up to? Uh, reading anything good? Yes. I finished First Heretic. And that was one that people gave me mixed reviews on. Like some people really liked it and some people didn't like it. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I finished that and then uh, I started reading Sword of Vengeance. 
and uh, this is a great book. Uh, it's actually got a little backstory. Like they, you, you find out why the Mad Duke, you know, uh, was was Marius Liedorf. Now you find out what was driving him crazy. Mm. If you if you like the Empire, sort of justice and sort of vengeance are. Uh, I'm kind worth of uh, don't really have an opinion on Empire fluff, but I've been if it's a good of, book, you know, I could yeah become a fan. Mm. Uh, a lot of cool green skin stuff going on in there too. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, so battles with the orcs and stuff. So. Yeah, did not you, much uh, reading for me. I did finish um, Ready Player One, which we talked about on the last cast. Did you? How'd you I, like I, it? I liked it. It was I liked good. It. it was a good book. I especially liked all the uh, the Gundam and Macross references in there. Oh, at the uh, end, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden they all got the in Voltron. their giant ships. Yeah. I was like, "That's awesome!" That was awesome. So that, yeah, I really like that one. Uh, other than that, I, I've been taking a little bit of a break from reading, just because for me work has been just so crazy. Uh huh. So a lot of free time has been taken up by work, which sucks. But what are you going to do? Hey, making money, making That's money. Right. So, uh, how about your modeling? Done any hobby? Modeling? Yeah, I've done a little bit. I okay. picked up uh, two real Goblin Spear Chuckas. Okay. I, yeah, before the ones I had before, I made out of GW Sprue. Oh, and, okay. And plastic card, but actually, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I did. I never paid that close attention. Yeah, they're scratch built. Nice. Yeah. So I actually got real ones out of metal, uh, and they're so small. I didn't realize how tiny they are. They are tiny. Yeah, I have one or two of them. When I bought that Orc and Goblin army from that kid, they're. they're yeah, they're so cute. You know, <laughs> little small sphere chuckas. Uh, so working on those, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, basing of miniatures and using a lot of corkboard. Okay. To, to create, um, you know, a little visual height and some some texture on the bottom. Okay. And I, I think the next time I start a new army, or maybe if I restart the high elves, I'll do a lot of that corkboard for all the basing because I really like the look of that. I w- you got to show me that. It was it look like cracked earth, or because I know a lot of people use a corkboard to make it look like the lava base is like the. You cracked. could do that. Uh, yeah, I just use it. To, it's it's hard to explain over the air, but just carefully rip out like a twenty five millimeter uh-huh. size shape or whatever, and it's really organic the way that it, it the, the cork comes apart. Right, so it looks like rock. So oh, okay. It's a good way to to base, and um, so I've been doing a lot of that lately. Otherwise, uh, I'm gearing up for Adepticon, and I just got in an order of a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to start on. Savage orcs with bows, two boxes of those, uh, a whole bunch of Fenrisian wolves. I'm going to redo my wolf riders. With the Fenrisian Wolves, 40K. Okay. So you're not going to order up those Warg uh, riders from The Hobbit? No. Okay. Was I? Just, I? Did, I mean, did, did you see them? Uh, I, I have seen them. Because Greg was talking about, I thought they looked really good. They have some really good poses, but the thing they don't have that the Fenri- they don't have any of that cybernetic stuff on them. So you don't have to... The Fenrisian Wolves don't have any cybernetics. Oh, they don't? No. Which ones did? Those are the, the larger ones that... Oh, okay. I think there's a different pack of wolves that are larger or the ones that... Space wolves are actually riding. That oh, have okay. cybernetics. Maybe that's what I missed. Yeah, then. Yeah. I thought the, that's these the are these are cybernetic free. Oh, okay. And that's uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, uh, I've done pretty much nothing. It's it, real life has been kicking my butt. I don't you hoping, hate when that happens, dude. But it's been like two months. Basically, once Thanksgiving hits, mm. I'm out of it until right about now. Oh wow! I am literally hoping because I'm off Monday for Martin Luther the King Day. Yeah. Uh, my hope is to get up in the morning, get the kids going, mm-hmm. and to paint. I am hoping to paint something, do something. Uh, I'd really like to get some of my skeletons done. I'm kind of getting antsy. I want to. I want to start a different project. Like I don't know what. Yeah. But it's just the 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 VC have been staring me in the face so long. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to hanker to paint something else. Sure. You know. Oh, I see. But I do want to get some of this stuff done. So I'm thinking I might. Pull a marathon and just get all my skeletons done. You know, if you want to do something different, why don't you do your um, blood knights? Yeah, I got to start them. 
I mean, I, I got. I, I think I'm a bit afraid to start them because they're stupid expensive. Yeah, but and I always you, screwed them up a little bit building them. But you can always strip it if you don't like how yeah, it's well, turning never, out. I've never stripped the fine cast. I don't know about that, but uh, I, I've never either. Yeah, I'm just worried because I know what I put them in the when I dip the stuff in the uh, or let it sit in the simple green and scrub it off with the toothbrush. Should, should practice on a, a unpainted black knight or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Wait, I just, I, I, out. I've been looking at my VC, and I was like, I've got enough to field a lot of painted stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like I have painted 500 VC models last year, <laughs> and I'll burn you out. And I've still got like 300 models left to paint everything I own because I've got all the grave guard. Right. I've got to paint all the calf stuff. I got about. 20 or 30 dogs uh, to yeah, paint. Yeah. So it's just like... What about your black coach? Is that done? Uh, dude, I haven't even finished like, doing I know a you're conversion on that. that. Too. So, I mean, you have uh, a lot yeah. of things to do within the VC And that's the realm. thing. And it's like I'm getting to the point where it's like, and I need to finish that black coach. I need to finish this stuff. And so it's like I need to get up. But right now, I think what I'm doing is to get myself motivated. I'm going to figure out what I'm taking to Adepticon. And my plan is to focus on getting that done like by the end of March. So that way, the last couple of weeks before Adepticon, I don't have to worry about right, it. Right. But that includes I got to do the display board, mm-hmm. I got to do all the movement trays. But so I am going to get that army set in stone, and I am just going to crank on that, just like I poured into doing all them damn zombies. Right. I'm going to cr- crank out the movement trays. I'm going to try to do the magnetized ones like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on that. So it'll be pretty hobby busy for a couple months. But when I'm done, I'll be happy with what I've time. got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be, do the uh, the all-nighter the night before. No, no, not anymore. I'm tired of doing that. My only big goal is I'm really hoping I bought at Gen Con last year all those molds to make the the plaster molds to make the, the, the cobblestone or the stone yeah. look so I can do the gothic stuff. Uh-huh. I want to use that to make my display board. So that's Pretty kind of, ambitious. I'd, I'd like to at least make bits of the display board. Sure. Like if I decide to keep it as a graveyard, I can make a lot be outside. But I'd like to try to do a little bit of it inside, just to make it something a little. Excuse me, a little nicer. Because mm-hmm. Lord knows I don't want to miss any one little thing and suddenly get twelve points for painting again this year. Right? Yeah, you don't want, so, definitely don't want that. I'm still bitter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that's. I had no hobby time. I did get my dread ball. I got. And I got uh, Zombie Side, and I got my Sedition Wars came in from Cool Mini. So we got some Garage Gamers coming up pretty soon if nice. these games are as good as I hope. But all those got to be painted eventually, too. It's like, God bless America. One thing at a time. They're just getting built for now. I'm playing with great plastic board sure, games. Sure. You know, forget it. Or dip it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be easy. All right. So you got any other? <laughs> uh, a little bit of other. Uh, did you ever hear of a movie called Drive? Yes. Ryan Gosling, did you see it? I haven't. I heard it's really good. It, it was very good. Um, I think my favorite part of it was the soundtrack. Okay. Uh, but it was it was entertaining. Um, saw that. Uh, you know, was it like Fast Five? <laughs> no, it's very. <laughs> it's you, some people might liken it to the Fast and the Furious franchise, but uh-huh. it's so not. It's, okay. it's It's actually a real movie. Fast and the Furious to me is like almost like a comic book. It is. So I didn't like any of them, but that Fast Five was. I mean, that one was good with the vault there and, and the rock. I mean, around. it was just, it was so over the top. Yeah. I had such a blast. The soundtrack was good. Mm. I mean, you just had to take take your suspension of disbelief and toss it right out sure, the window. Sure. Well, that's why it's like a comic book. Yeah, I mean, 
when they were going down the street hauling that safe right. with those two cars, I was just, I was cheering. I was literally yeah. cheering because I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, Plus, it's got The Rock and Vin Diesel. I like The Rock. He's fun I, to I watch. I like Vin Diesel. And, yeah. And the two of them duking it out was awesome. That was good. So, so yeah, Drive was, was good. People say that was the best movie of 2012. I don't, I don't know about that. I hear it get no no uh, no nominations. Well, for yeah, true, true. Um, other than that, you know, I've been watching random movies while I'm while I'm working. Yeah, like a project where I can kind of zone out and right. have something play in the background. I I queued up Running Man the other day, and this, <laughs> that movie's so bad. Here's Sub Zero <laughs> now, Play Zero. <laughs> Where's Buzzsaw? He had to split. I. I is, it's it's bad. It's it's really it's that bad eighties thing. There was something in the eighties. Everyone, it's, everything yeah. was post apocalyptic, mm-hmm. but there was just, it was like the perfect storm of like bad spandex neon <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like the punk thing happened. Bad so everyone assumed that in the post apocalyptic future, everything we'd have no gas and no right. have no lights. But everyone had hair gel. Yeah. it was just it was just like this bizarre. Uh, it was storm, the perfect storm say. of tacky. I mean, I thought the seventies were tacky with the giant collars and the, but the, the 80s, vintage eighties. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. so, so it's funny to, to listen to. It's yeah. Uh, so what else? That and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which I knew you saw. I love that movie. Really? I, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, the, the effects were great. It was it was good. I thought it was it was solid. Yeah, I, I don't think I was enamored with it as much as you are. Uh, I took the kids. We all went and saw it at midnight, and we were just like, "Wow, we really liked it." We watched it a bunch of times on cable. So uh, that's about it. So, oh, the Hobbit with the director's commentary. I have that kind of running in the background too. Oh yeah, which I love. I uh, you know the behind the scenes which, stuff. Oh, the Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, the yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Fellowship is the one I'm watching right now. And, Those uh, are always good. Yeah. Uh, That's the standard for fantasy movies, for sure. I went, uh, I don't even know if I said this last episode, I went with Heather to go see Les Mis because she wanted to go see it. I was supposed to read the book for school at college. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I didn't read it. One of the few books I was like, F this. <laughs> I started reading I'm like, I hated it. I hated it. And so I read I th- anything. You being a theater guy, I thought this would be you'd be all over I'm this. I'm not big into musical theater. Huh. I like theater. I like acting. Musicals irritate me on some deep level. Me too. Uh, just the, I mean, unless it's Disney, they already got talking animals. If they want to sing, let them. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're walking through the mall and you, oh, I forgot to buy a gift for someone. Suddenly, everybody's dancing around you with presents <laughs> and singing in unison. It, it, no, it, no, stop that, stop that. Exactly. <laughs> right? So to bring it back, Lim is you didn't. Uh, oh, enjoy my, it. I loved it. Hmm. I loved it, and I thought I was going to hate it. Huh. I was crying like a baby. I could not believe this movie that I never wanted to watch based on a book that I hated and a play I never saw was so moving. I loved it. And I know people are going to make fun of me, but I absolutely loved it. I, I didn't read the book or see the play or anything, but I did see this uh, kind of summary on Twitter. Uh-huh. Okay, so Wolverine says some stuff to the gladiator. And they kind of have a fight. And then they talk to Catwoman, and then she cries, and the movie ends. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and then two days later, I went with my friend Claudia. We went to go see Django Unchained. How was that? that? That was awesome. Yeah, that looks great. That movie was great. Now, if you've seen Kill Bill, and if you've seen Inglorious Bastards, you've pretty much seen Django Unchained. It's more of the same. If yeah. you it's like a that. genre. Yeah, That's well, all. Yeah. I mean, but it is. Not, I mean, it's. it's 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 Tarantino's typical grindhouse right. exploitation right, right, right. over the top graphic violence. You know? It, it looks, looks great. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I enjoy his films a lot. 
Uh, okay, uh, before we go to our next uh, commercial break and get to our game, campaign game, there's two quick things that I promised uh, some people we would uh, talk about. And, okay. Uh, one is I just I just wanted to mention this. Mears Miniatures, who is our new sponsor, literally just started a Kickstarter, um, and they it's for uh, Darklands. Which all those Bane Legions models? They took the Bane Legions line of all those models they did. They're making a game for that. I like that. And uh, basically, uh, you can get a starter box. I think it's uh, American money. It's about a hundred bucks to get the Quick Start rule set and one set of models. But the resin models, which means they're nice. You only get about six or seven models, but that's your starter set. Like six or seven, like characters or not uh, monsters. No, well, I mean, what I was looking at, you can pick like they look almost look like they're they're chaos warrior models. Okay, and then there's ones that are monstrous infantry. Like there's one that's just like looks like it's all like five little like minotaurs, mm-hmm. and one looks like five giant lizard men or something like that. Oh, I saw that, like dragon men, kind yeah. of draconian. And yeah. then you can add in like there's extras you can add in. One of them being the 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 chimera. Okay. But uh, so their rule book is coming out. It looks like it's going to be based on smaller, you know, like a more of a skirmish based game, but with those awesome Bane Legions models. That it looks cool, and it's about a hundred bucks, I think, to get in on the starter. But you get to pick one of these units, and they, it's like one hundred fifty, hundred sixty dollars worth of stuff. I wonder if. Um it it must come with its own fluff, right? So the different factions yeah, and explain they're why gonna, they're fighting. Exactly. Yeah. So we've that's I uh, just people take a look at that. It's already made its funding. Oh so wow! So it's in. That was quick. Oh yeah. I mean, it was up for like three four days, but it it looks really cool. Huh. And basically, to get about one third off on a half a dozen of those, not bad. Those at the, all. Yeah, those Bane Legions models. Uh, it's that's too cool. Um, and finally, uh. Well, I would say our friend Jim Wapple, but I've only met him once. He doesn't know me from Adam. I'm sure he would know you. I, I've played Jim okay. uh, a couple times. I've uh, never played him. I've seen him at tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domus is a good friend of his. Yeah. That's how Domus told us. Uh, folks, go to Kickstarter and type in Discover the Painting Pyramid or type in Jim Wapple, W-A-P-P-E-L. He's doing a Kickstarter to he. Okay, this is the guy. If you don't know who he is... Uh, those of you who've been listening to the show and follow the Games Day stuff, the Armies on Parade stuff they had at Games Day, he won the Games Day Chicago 2011 Army on Parade. He had the Lizardmen Army mm-hmm. uh, with all the really awesome uh, the the engines of the gods with all the painted. Right, He's, it's like the the Aztec Temple is his display yes. board. Yeah. I remember walking up and seeing he had something with these huge wings, some sort of dragony thing, uh, but he's got lava running along the side of the temple, and so the slot that that model fits in, the lava's going underneath. So the one wing's got this, like you know, directional light glow the from, from the, it. Yeah, yeah, he's really good at that. He's amazing. I he, saw, he is a golden multiple uh, golden demon winner. Yeah, and so basically, this Kickstarter is he's putting out twenty videos. And right now, I think he's actually he's hit a he's got twenty videos on painting, and mm-hmm. each one he said I re- I read through the Kickstarter should be about an hour long, mm-hmm. and like ones on non metallic metals, yep. uh, ones on directional lighting. Right. Uh, there's a whole bunch on just colors, like how to paint green and all the different shades of green. He's he got has one, glazing techniques, and glazing techniques, base coating techniques. Right, yeah. uh, but I know there's one that's like you know. 
bold blues. And there's a whole mm-hmm. just a DVD on if, if you've got a certain color scheme and you have trouble with this color, he's got a whole DVD on how to paint yellows and all the different shades and colors of it. He's also got specific DVDs on painting different skin tones. Mm-hmm. Um, each of these, he said, should like I said be about an hour, have a lot of uh, detail. But the Kickstarter and that was that's already funded too. Well, the the video series is is in a pyramid. Scheme, right? Yes. You're supposed to watch like your basic well, ones first. Not a pyramid scheme, but yeah, uh, but a pyramid kind of format, right? And so you've got the basing and the all the basic uh, techniques. Then you work your way up all the way up to Golden Demon. <laughs> yeah, techniques. Um, and he hit his uh, push goal, so he's got a whole bunch of uh, new DVDs. Listen, about ten different ones on basing, mm-hmm. and each one's one is just how to do snow bases. One is how to uh, sculpt out of Sculpey and sculpt your own rocks. Right. And make marble and stuff like that. And he said it's, he's got some quote on. He's like, "Don't don't ruin a hundred drill bits trying to drill in a rock. Put that in your garden. Uh-huh. I'll show you how to make them. Mm. Uh, how to make crystals. I mean, wow. he's got basing all the different types. Bayou basing. Huh. So any type of basing that you could want to do for your models, he's gonna have a separate video for each type. You know, the thing is, uh, Jim does this full time, as does his wife Kathy. They right. both paint and sculpt full time for a living. Right. Uh, I know Jim, in addition to the painting, he was a classically trained watercolor painter. Yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah. And that's... Dude, I went to art school. Watercolors is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it is yeah, hard to paint. That was difficult. To controlling all the water on the, on the paper and everything. Yeah. In addition to that, he also, I think, does some teaching. Mm-hmm. So you combine the technical ability with his ability to teach, throw in the video... It's the perfect formula, and for that's what basically doing. what the Kickstarters do to pay for the, the, the get the get the a production. quality produ- yeah. video production done of his stuff. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm really I'm I'm getting in on this one. I think yeah, I, I love. I, I was watch. looking at it too. If I can get the cash, I think I might jump in as well. I love to watch. I mean, it's, it's, I I learned. I, I bought one of the ones that were from Cool Mini that were at Adepticon mm-hmm. like a year or so ago, and I did learn stuff from it. It was good, hmm. but. I mean, these are so focused, and right. I know Jim, and I know how good he does, and I, like I said, like I know he's a teacher, and you've said those types of things. I, I just I can't wait to right. get these things in my hands. Very exciting, I, and he's yeah. a local guy too. So yeah, helping out a, a local Chicagoan. So, yeah. all right, so uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, go through our lists and other info for our uh, game last game of the mini campaign. Very good. Hey, Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A uh, place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual You tips. mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... Uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's but all here. Okay, but with listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay, stop by UGG or or 
Or, Visit them yep. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents, and happy fun time. All right, that's enough. Welcome back, you guys. Uh, we are here. Chris is upstairs. He forgot his list at home. So he's upstairs on Army Builder, quickly redoing his list. Good thing he knows what's on his list. Uh, but so I'm going to give you guys my list. Now, if you recall, we are on game three. This is uh, the scenario, and we'll uh, we'll go over the scenario a little bit more later. But basically, Chris has 800 points in the middle, and I've got 2,400 points around him. And... Uh, basically, I am under. I'm on a clock. The quicker I kill him, the better I win. Uh, the longer it takes me to kill him, the more of a chance he has to win. The only other caveat is that my core can come back. So if a core unit is wiped out, it comes back in off reserve. Um, I went through my list. I I must have written ten different lists. Uh, the other thing is Chris has no army rule restrictions. His percentages. Uh, there are no percentages. There's nothing. He can build whatever he wants, uh, but he only gets 800 points. Uh, I took a Ghoul King. Uh, I took a level 2 Necromancer and a level 2 Vampire BSB. I don't know why I took a BSB. I just, I, I, I've gotten used to having him save a couple of wounds here and there, and I kind of like it. So those are my three characters. I have three units of 20 zombies, two uh, to throw wherever I need to throw it to slow down to keep things away from where I don't want them, and one uh, to bunker my necromancer. I have one unit of thirty nine ghouls to go with my vampire. I have one unit of thirty nine ghouls to go with my ghoul king. Uh, all of that gets to come back. I have two spirit hosts, a unit of five hex wraiths. Uh, I just figured if he's in that box in the middle, I could try to run him through stuff. Uh, if there's anything, you know, uh, being that they're ethereal, I won't be able to get through the entire box, uh, but I can get them through part of the box and then turn them and go out the side. I mean, my vampire lord is going to be right up there, so they'll be within the 12 inches, so they'll be able to move through and hopefully do a little more damage. Um, and then I have a corpse cart because that will give my guys always strikes first, which will be helpful. Uh, finally, I took a mortis engine. Uh, I thought about it uh, because I don't have a level four caster. I don't know what he's going to take, but I need the extra bump so that what magic I do have is going to work because I need to be able to buff my ghouls. And the fact is with the mortis engines pulse, I'm going to have that right up behind the front lines so that it can constantly, it'll be right behind the ghouls. It'll pulsing, giving the ghouls a six up ward save or six up regen save and giving the uh, uh, the units it touches, just keep killing them. Everything I can whittle away, every little bit of damage I can do, because I have to kill this army to the man. So uh, as soon as uh, Chris gets back down here with his list, we will get to the game. See you in a minute.
Okay, so <laughs> all right, we've set up. Chris is in the middle, and uh, now we had a little discussion because Chris chose a piece of magical terrain, which it said set up the terrain however you want, but mm-hmm. I guess we hadn't actually discussed that. So we're going to go with the magical terrain. You know, with the, in these dire situations, I'm looking for any uh, I'm gonna, help okay, I can get. I'm going to give you that. Uh, okay. If it wins you the game, I'm going to I'm going to blame. I'm I'm already sure, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. You know, if 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 we play the game and it ends up being one sided, we can maybe re rack them and play well, it without the magic train. Well, I mean, I don't. If the magic train makes it one sided, I've done something wrong. But now, Chris, being the guy knowing my list as well as he does, why don't you tell the people what your magical terrain is? It is the uh, dwarven anvil of Vol. So any unit within six inches of it has both magical and flaming attacks, okay. and that will prove it's it's central to my strategy. So that it'll become apparent to you as the game progresses. Yeah, because your guys have ward saves against flaming attacks. You're absolutely right. Of course they do. Yeah. Well, it was it was a cheap way to get a very good ward save. Yeah, that's basically it. Right. So uh, luckily these attacks are non right flaming. Mm-hmm. They're not. With that type of attack. You're referring to the Mortis Engine Pulse. Right. Yeah. So, And what strength is that? Strength uh, it's four? the strength of the turn. Oh, jeez. So it gets stronger as the as game goes. goes. by. Um, one question, though. If mm-hmm. this is the Anvil of Vol, that whole hill is an Anvil of Vol? That's what it's uh, any unit within six inches of the hill. Okay. So it's the hill. Because I was yeah. thinking an Anvil. I have an Anvil of Doom, which is more like the Anvil it's of It's not Vol, a literal Anvil. Just okay. They just call that hill the Anvil okay. for whatever reason. So Dwarf anything plane. within six inches of that. Of the perimeter of the hill. Oh, that's cra- So that's basically anywhere near you. Yes. Yeah, because as soon as I get close. Right. So how many... Wait, how many flaming wards are there in There's the book? There's two. There's two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know there's two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, okay. Okay. So let's talk about um, what you expected the other person to bring. Okay. Because uh, you want to talk about your list, what you have. I I read my oh, list. Yeah, 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 I gave right, my list. Right. So uh, I was expecting for me a lot of monstrous infantry, maybe a terrorgeist, definitely fighty vampire lords on foot. I got those. Maybe even um, blood knights. I thought about that, and I had a list with a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. in it, and then I realized, wait a minute, if these guys die... You can't bring them back. I can, and I didn't... Obviously, I didn't want to bring just a, a hordes and hordes of zombies, mm-hmm. but... So I went with ghouls. I went with about 800 points worth, mm-hmm. because they got poison, mm-hmm. they got good attacks, they're, they're in there, they're able to do their job, Right. and the fact of the matter is... um. They're, if if they die, not mm-hmm. only can they come back, but they can move pretty well. Right. Um, I brought the hex wraiths, figuring that I can run them through a unit and just use their hex wraith power. Right. Which is totally what I'm going to plan on doing. Sure, that's what I would do. Um, their strength five hits. Ah, uh, strength five. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're magical flaming. So all their hits are magical and flaming. Sure. So you're just going to get your two up ward on some of your guys right, for that. Right. Um. A spirit host are going to do nothing because mm-hmm. you can just kill them. If I were you, I'd keep the spirit host completely clear of the fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just they're not. Oh, unless you want to bring in for added, well, hit, attempted no, hits. Exactly. No, I mean, it, what's the point? You'll right. you'll wipe them out. They have no defense. Mm. Um, I I don't I didn't know what to expect. I I didn't figure you would just take two hundred and fifty night goblins. It was an obvious thing. I, I considered it, but uh, I figured. You'd have to know if you took one giant block, I would just attack it from multiple sides. Right. And Your damage output with the vampire characters is just so high. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I have to do it in how many turns to win? At what point does it become a draw? 
Five to six turns, it's a draw. So I've got four turns. Mm-hmm. Four turns to kill 250 Night Goblins would have been difficult at best. So I figured I'd see that, or else I was going to see some a couple of smaller units and maybe mm-hmm. a couple of, of War Machines mm-hmm. in the back, just so you could just throw stuff no, at me. Yeah. You see how, how tight one, it, our, our, yeah, the box our formation is. I, mean, is. I, I wasn't certain what to expect. I kept looking at it going, I, I don't know what he's going to put in here. And then you're like, oh, I'm pretty pleased with it. I'm like, he thought of something. And I actually thought of this particular thing. Four characters. I, in fact, I'm pissed because I had the sort of anti-heroes on oh, my vampire. Oh, that would have been gold. It would have been plus four. Plus four attacks. Strength at plus four Oof. attacks. I put that on your ghoul king? That yeah. That would be ridiculous. I took it off because I'm like, no, he's not going to do too many characters. Mm. Um, I originally had the bale fire on the, mm-hmm. on the uh uh, corpse cart, which yep. would have been minus one to all your casting, right? And then I said, "Screw it, I'm I'm take that off." Mm. Um, I just I went. I said, two hordes of ghouls. They're good. They're pretty quick. They've got yep. poison. So if you've got something that I can't get through, I can still get through. You can get, get past my toughness. Yeah, but they're all tough five, toughness. which is yeah. pretty good. So, so and, and you're unbreakable, so I can't make you run. You've got to kill me to a man. Now, I have uh, my unbreakable marker, my colors, my army colors right. under what is the Gorbat Ironclaw model. Okay. So if you can kill him and get to that, then I'm no long- I lose unbreakable. Well, if I kill him, the unit comes together. So I I have to True. Yeah. So I mean True. basically it would it would have to be a weird situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm you put it under there. I'm notice I'm coming in on the side right. that he's closest to. Right, right. If I can kill to him, I get it that that's gone. Yeah. But this is going to be kind of brutal. This is going to be rough because you basically, two of your guys are going to get a two-up ward save mm-hmm. uh, for everything. Now, you know, as soon as I find out who, I mean, I'm assuming it's guys on the outside edges, so I can't <laughs> flank them. <laughs> you, you would not believe how long I thought about that. Where to put those guys with the two-up ward save? It's, 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 this is a bizarre game because yeah. it's funny. I, I didn't want to be in your position. I mean, because I could have taken, with three points a model, I would have had 250 zombies, mm-hmm. or 200, and I would have had the Necromancer, and I would have had the, the four aboard save, and yeah. I, I would have, actually, I might have taken the level four vampire instead, mm-hmm. so I can give him the four aboard save and the dragon, uh, the dragon bane gem, and then right. I would have put him in the middle and just kept, said, try it. I would have raised, raised, raised. Yeah, that was my yeah. plan. Um but I thought I, was like, I, I remember when I went. Oh, thank God I'm not in the middle because I just uh, being on the back foot on that first game. Mm-hmm. That was horrible. That was so much like it was just like it was so demoralizing just to get shelled. And I was like, oh, I had no chance. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here going this way, and now I'm sitting there going, you know, if I don't win this in about four turns, <laughs> he's got four models on the board. If I don't win this. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for me, it's it's kind of liberating in a sense. Like, yeah, I'm going to get smoked. It's just a matter of how long. Right. Let's just put together some crazy, wacky list is, and see how is, it goes. This is all sorts of insane. So why don't we get started? Mm-hmm. You get to start first. I have to actually roll for magic spells. Right. Um, so a big factor for me is your ghoul king. I've got to, I think, rearrange my defensive formation to I will say this much. I'm glad I didn't go with my initial thought, which, which was, was I what? wanted to put a vampire lord on the Coven Throne. Hmm. Because if you did take that low leadership army, they do that roll-off. And mm-hmm. if I beat my leadership plus D6 against your leadership plus D6, so I mm-hmm. beat you by six, mm-hmm. every model in the unit attacks itself one attack. And that was like, I was going to bring yeah. that. And I'm like, I, I actually took it out of the list because I said there is no way 
this guy is going to just bring all those. So I was right in that one instance. Well, if yeah, if he did that against a big block of goblins, two hundred fifty goblins, that's a good way to deplete him real quick. Harrison, bring me my bring me some four, but you have no. You, oh, I just have my winds of magic for magic defense, and that's it. Primony. All right, so okay. feeling a little um, exposed there in the magic so phase. So my general just has invocation. My level two necromancer has gaze of Nagash and invocation. My vampire BSB has Van Hells and Hellish Vigor. So I've got the spells that I always want. <laughs> you know, I got the I got the buffs. So let's hope that helps because you're already oh, you're the what flaming magical. Oh. <laughs> And and the, the the mortis engines here to give them a six up regen. Oh, flaming magic! Yeah, yeah, kiss everything goodbye. All right, so um, you're up. You're so first. My first turn. So no animosity, no frenzy tests or anything. I'm immune to psych. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, orcs without. Well, there's one thing in your favor because that has screwed up so many games for you. Right. Well, that, that's a, a good question. Does immune to psych trump animosity? Well, you're less than five models. Oh, true. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, so you're no, I, I, no animosity because yeah. you're less than five models. Yes. The, okay. So Chris is taking one of his lone characters out of the unit. All right. So your movement phase is done. No charges, obviously. No magic phase. No shooting mm-hmm. phase. Okay. Bottom of turn one. <laughs> bottom one. Well, I'm glad we mic'd the dice because that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nowhere to go. I'm boxed in. Sea of Undead, writhing around my four Black Orc Lords. So one thing, one piece of fluff we decided is the walls that encase my three Lords right now are not actually walls, but the bodies of slain Orcs and Goblins that the Lords killed in order to erect those walls. <laughs> you lot are useless. We're going to make <laughs> help us out here. <laughs> Become useful and back up our backsides. Um, all right, so this is just insanity, but I don't have any other choice. So, um, okay, the unit of ghouls with the general will charge Boyo here. Mm-hmm. And the unit of ghouls over there will charge that side of mm-hmm. the unit. And that's it for my charges. I'm, I'm holding. I'm unbreakable, you have no so choice. I have to hold. Yeah, yeah, okay, so... Um, Okay, so I need a three. He's a three with his ghoul king and the ghouls. Oh, he gets the three on the dots. Oh, how sweet would have been if you'd missed. Ooh, lord on lord. We'll see how resilient these black these uh, orc lords are against the likes of a strigoi ghoul king. So he his other ghouls need a nine. Need a five. Six and a two. So he's in. We're so close, about nine inches at the most. So since my character that he just charged is not touching the wall, I, I don't get the defensive minus one to hit bonus. So I have one of the characters with the two-up ward trying to slow down the Strigoi Ghoul King. We'll see how long that two-up ward lasts against that guy. Sense. <laughs> My spirit hosts sense the magical flaming attacks, and they're like, yeah, forget about that. Don't want to get in that. And then his mortis engine. He's going to start pulsing away. Got to roll for the pulse right off the bat. Eleven. 
Okay, so everything within 11 inches, 12 inches, mm-hmm. 11 inches plus the turn. Well, okay, the plus one to the regen means nothing. Right. Okay. So each unit is going to take D6 strength one hits. D6 strength one, okay. It's turn one, and normally this doesn't work turn one because we're nowhere near you. But now, all right, so the first guy, the guy in combat, mm-hmm. is going to take six. Six. And we agree that the Mortis Engine attacks are not flaming, are not subject to the flaming Yeah, the pulse, rule. yeah, well, bec- and plus he's not even within six inches of the vault at this moment. So his pulse attack right. is coming from outside of six inches, so it wouldn't oh, be right, affected true, by the... Right. So these are six strength, one hits, and those hits are distributed as shooting. So when it gets to the three character unit, that'll be then we have to distribute them. But for right now, these are strength one, so I need sixes. Nothing. Was that against the lower uh, guy? Against the guy. Okay. So now against the unit, it's four strength one hits. Nothing. So the pulse okay. did nothing. It's just gonna get worse as the game goes on. All right, my movement phase is done. My charges are in. My stuff's all around. Magic phase. I have no shooting. Nine dice, five for Chris. And I get no channels. And first things first, he's in combat, so he can't cast Gaze of Nagash. That was a dumb thing to give him. Oh, he's not in combat. He's a necromancer. And he can see. But everyone else is in combat. Everyone else is in combat. So, oh, well. All right. So we're going to start off. Um, Van Hells, my uh, level 2 vampire is casting Van Hells. He is within 12 inches of the Mortis Engine, so he's getting a plus 4. He needs a 12, so I need an 8. And got it. Uh, 13 plus 4 is a 17. In, in this case, though, that will allow you to re-roll Fail to hit, to hit rolls. rolls. And that's coming from which guy? Um, the BSB. The BSB. Oh, and it also allows anyone within 12 inches to move up to 8. Mm-hmm. What's your total? Um, 15. Oh, I didn't do my hits for them. Oh, yeah, that. go ahead. 17, but we'll go back and catch those. We'll 17 get is your total? 17 is my total. Mm, do I stop that? What else do you have available? Hellish Vigor. Uh, reroll failed to wound rolls. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Invocations. And because I can't cast at the... I can't cast the gaze and the gosh at you because you're, you're, everyone's in right. combat. So do I want to stop fail to hit or fail to wound? Let's stop fail to hit. Weapon skill on your ghoul king is six or seven. Um, weapon skill on the ghoul king is six. Six. So we'll try to stop that. Just five raw dice here, no bonus. Okay. And it's nerve-wracking. 10, 14, yeah, stopped. 8, 12, 18, 19. 19. Beats my 17. 17. Okay, that's stopped. All right, so uh, we're going to throw it at Hellish Vigor. Mm-hmm. It's going to 16 to cast, so I'm going to need a 12. I got it. Yep. So now all units within 12 inches. Reroll failed to wound rolls. Now, the one thing I forgot is I got the five hits on them. Mm-hmm. Previous um, to this. Previous going to this. Off. So those are strength five. What's your toughness? Tough five. Okay. And this is distributed as shooting. So right. if they, you know, um, we'll have to. So you roll the hit, how many hits, and then you distribute. Well, no, it's five hits. When they run through, they each do a hit. The hits. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I know we never use these. So I'll explain it real quick. Hold on. 
So the you, unit you have to distribute that now, right? A strength five hit per hex wraith. So yeah, so you got to distribute it. You got to distribute it evenly. So basically, one guy's going to get one hit, and the other two are going to get two hits. Right. So who wants the hits? Um, so one each. He the the one on the end also has a two up ward. So give him one extra hit. Okay, so he's got two hits. So those two hits, strength five. What's his toughness? Tough five. So two. Two wounds. All right. He's got a two up armor, which is now a four up because of minus two. Oh, hold on one second. One second before that. No armor saves. They're magical oh, flaming with no, no armor, armor saves. saves. Yeah, that's why they're awesome. That's wow. why I throw them up against uh, the Mornfang. Okay. So you only get the you the, get ward your, the two up ward save. So that was him. So yeah. I, I rolled a two and a five. So okay, so you got him. Yeah. So he saved both. Yep. Uh, the other guy in the middle. In the middle. Okay. One or two. Uh, let me see. Let me think about this. The no armor saves. Uh, that's going to change things dramatically. We'll give him one. Okay. He takes one. Well, uh, roll the wound. Is it good? And he's got a four ward save. No. So he takes a wound. He takes a wound. The other guy takes two. Both uh-huh. failed. All right. So those attacks are done. The magic phase is done. I am re-rolling to wound, mm-hmm. but not to hit. Right. So um, let's do... This combat first. This one first? Yes. This is the Ghoul King's unit against the Lone Orc Lord? Yes. Any challenges on your side? No, sir. I will declare a challenge. You will declare a challenge. Okay, well, then my Ghoul King will have All to right. accept. Mano. Um, yeah, you have Flaming Magical Hits attacks too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll go. My Ghoul King has the Fencer's Blades. Okay. So he's Weapon Skill 10. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's Initiative 8. I'm Initiative 4. Um and he's got eternal hatred, mm-hmm. so he's going to get to reroll. He's got six attacks. Okay. Uh, at weapon skill ten. He's hitting on threes. Okay. Threes with the reroll. Uh, so he's got three oh, he's got right poisoned now. Poisoned attacks. So. Oh, okay. Those two wound. So he's got uh, four total. Four total hits. hits. Hold on, I got to get the roll to wound. Mm-hmm. Um. Strength five. Tough five. Whoop. Whoop. Run away, die. So three total and wounds. And I get to re-roll my two wound. Four wounds. Four wounds. At strength five? At strength five. All right. So two up armor becomes a four up. So I basically have a four up, two up. Okay. I got one. Oh, and by the way, that's a ward save, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got the other trickster shard. So oh. you're re-rolling your twos. Re-rolling twos. Okay. Let's see some ones in there. Re-roll them. They're re-roll all successful. my twos. Ooh, Come on, took a wound. Yeah, I, I thought about that. He got one. So he took one wound. Yeah. So my red fury allows me one more attack. Okay. Hit. Wound. Uh, four up armor. Saves it. Okay. So then my chop's back at you. I'm going. F- I'm needing fours to hit. Weapon skill six to your ten. Three hits. Strength six in the first turn against tough five. Tough five. Yep. So threes. Three wounds. Three wounds. Two up armor save. Or two up uh, ward save. I got the dragon bait gem. All right. And I take one. This uh, particular guy has the warrior bane. Monster character that loses a wound loses one attack per wound. Oh. Yeah. So you lose an attack. So what if I get a wound back? Good question. I don't know. Because what I always forget, I have the hunger. 
Okay. So I'm about to roll this. If I do a wound in combat, I roll a six, I get that wound back. I don't. So I've got a wound on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm down an attack. But if I get off an augment spell, he's going to get a wound back. So, Right. I don't know, that's a good question. I've never come up against it, in the situation. It doesn't say a permanent, so I would assume if I'm not down a wound, I'm not down an attack. I understand what it is. Right. So however you want to play it, though. Okay. Well. All right. So we're each down a wound. I win the combat. Let's keep going. Right. Um, other side. Yes. I probably beat you on initiative. Uh, initiative three. Oh, let me do my, my boar. Oh, your boar gets my his boar attacks against, against my guy. Okay. What, so I need a five to hit you. Doesn't hit. Okay. Okay. So then on the other side, uh, let's see which guy is this. Four attacks going against your ghouls. Threes to hit. Three hits. So three. Is four. Three wounds. Three wounds. Okay. Well, take three off the back there because that's all I got. So the the one boar misses. All right. So my ghouls have sixteen attacks back. Mm-hmm. With poison. Rerolling to wound. What's your weapon skill? Six. So, okay, so I am hitting on fours. Okay. Wow, it's a lot of sixes. Oh, look at all that poison. There's, uh, He's got six poisons. Five. Rolling the wound, strength three, toughness five. I need sixes. Sixes. There's one more. One more. Mm-hmm. One more. One more, so that's seven wounds. Seven wounds. Does okay. Does he have the magical flaming? He does. What do you mean? The I mean, he does. He have the save? Have to a ward no. save. No, but he does have one up armor and a four up ward. Damn. So yeah, he's a he's a tank. So one up armor failed one, and the four up ward passed it. Oh, this is stupid. So well, you're you did more damage to me than I was expecting already. All right, so I charged. I got three ranks. I got a flank. I win the combat. Versus so I don't. I'm just saying I don't lose any more right, models. Right. So that's the end of turn one. Oh, All right, brutal. I'm one turn. You guys down. What are you, are you kidding me? I I'm think you're gonna kill you guys me down pretty quick. Oh yeah, well yeah. Top right. of turn two. So turn one's over, and we've got one wound mm. on one model. Right. And I've got a wound on one model as well. All right. So top of turn two. I'm not going anywhere. So no magic. So let's continue with our challenge there. Okay. Um, Orc Warlord on Ghoul King. So you're hitting first. All right. So you are you are f- down one attack yeah, now. Yeah, I've got five attacks. Uh, hitting on threes. Rerollable. Those are poison. So two wounds. Three wounds. Three wounds. Strength five. Oh, three auto wounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's poison. All poison. Yeah. That's so true. three, three sixes. That's three wounds. At strength five, we said right. So four up, two up. Got those, and then a two up. Make re-roll it. Re-roll the two up. Oh, and he, he takes, takes another, another wound. wound. How many wounds that guy have? He's three. Oh, he's so close. Yeah, he is. Oh, I gotta kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise, he's dead. Four attacks against your ghoul king. Only strength five this time. So fours to hit. Three hits. Fours to wound. Three wounds. Three wounds. Give me some ones. Save them all. Oh, man. I have my boar. Five to hit. Nothing. So the other side, you get your attacks again. I get this against your ghouls. Yep. I didn't do my boar again on that side, but that's all right. 
threes to hit. You did. You just rolled it. No, not on this side. Oh, okay. Two hits. Strength five. Are they, are they tough four? Yeah. So three, so one wound. One wound. All right. One more comes off the back. Running out of ghouls. <laughs> I think you have plenty. I've killed four. Do you want to roll for your boar? Before, oh, sure. Before you accuse me of cheating? <laughs> four to hit with the boar? Nothing. All right. Here we go. Once again, needing fours. There's some poison. Four misses. Hmm. But only two poisons. I'm strength three to your toughness five. So mm-hmm. I need sixes to wound, don't I? Yes. Okay, come on. Let's see some more sixes. One more. So three wounds. Three wounds. This is, is uh, a two up, two up. This guy's a one up, four up. Oh, so it's two up, four. I mean, well, you need the one up. To, right, yeah, yeah. So two up, four up. Two up. There's one. Four up. Oh, and one he fails more. with another a wound. One. Slowly plinking away. One wound there. And so now it's my turn. It is your turn. So bottom one. Bottom of one. I've done a couple of wounds. Or top of... Oh, bottom of two. Bottom of two, yeah. All right, so we've got a couple of wounds across the board. Everybody has three wounds in your unit, am I correct? They all have three. Okay, so I have to do 12 wounds to win this game. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, You've already done Mortis four. Mortis going to pulse seven inches. Okay. So you got two... Oh, both units, I right? got both units. Both now, units these are strength two attacks. Ooh, now, they still up. need sixes, but against the, the lone dude, mm-hmm. six. Oof. Six strength two hits. One wound. One, and that was no armor. Uh, no, the pulse is the pulse is armor. The okay. th- those have no armor. All right, so he's a two up, two up. Got it. Okay, and how many against? Two wounds against the other unit distributed shooting. You pick it. Uh, one on the flaming ward, and then one. Well, it's on not flaming or magical. Oh, so. right, right. Well, it's not flaming. Uh, um, then in that case, on the other two. Okay, hold on. I think there's something I'm forgetting real quick. Before I roll that, let's pause. The auto-lose magic item that you took? Yes, I took the auto-lose item. i got to check that. Oh, I forgot. What? I have a ghostly howl. Ah. Uh, can you... S- from the from the engine. And that's something... Can you scream into combat? That was FAQ'd recently, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it? the Banshee. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, this ghostly howl. So, special attack the music against a single enemy unit in the shooting phase... Even if they've marched chargers engaged in close combat. A range of 8 inches in each line of sight. 2d6 plus 2. For each point it exceeds the target's leadership, they suffer one wound with no armor saves. They're magical attacks, but not flaming. Right. So. The hits just keep on coming. Okay, so I got two wounds. Who? Okay. Pick which guy. Yeah, one in each of these. Okay, which guy am I going after first? Just point at one. Right there. Okay, so that one needs a 6. No. The other one needs a 6. No. Okay, the ghostly howl is 2d6 plus 2, 13. How Ouch. much does that exceed your leadership by? By 4. So you get... nine. So I suffer 4 wounds with no armor saves, distributed as per shooting? Yes. Okay. So... So 1 each, and then... And this is... This wouldn't count as a flaming attack either? No, it's not flaming. It's just a ma- It says it's just a magical attack. Okay. And 1 on each, and no armor saves... That's the kicker. I never thought that was going to be the thing that came in so helpful. Yeah, right. So we'll have to have to go one on each, and then throw one more on. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Just so to now keep they all have two lives. Right. And I just broke the spear off one of my spirit hosts. Damn it! All to hell. So he's taking 
two. And then I've got a, a four board save on each of the two other lords. We'll do this one first. No. You said, did you say a two? Oh, four board. Okay. So he's taking two. And then the other one. He passes. Okay. It's looking pretty dire. Oh, I sh- Okay. Um, Oh, that's that's the game's over. So those are flaming magical attacks, but you're going to get five strength, five hits. Mm-hmm. Distributed as shooting, right? Uh, how do you want? Where do you want to put the hits? Um, one on each to start. Okay, and that's a, a no armor save hit, right? No armor saves, but they are magical Three. flaming. So four, and then five. Okay, so that guy in the end's got two mm-hmm. strength, five tough, five. Two so wounds. two. No armor, so two. With a two up ward. Pass to both. Okay, the guy in the middle gets one, you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wound. Wound. No armor? No armor. So he... Oh, just a four up ward. No, he's dead. So the I just scrunch into the middle? Uh, I think you have to move towards... That guy has to move towards him because oh, right, they're in combat. combat. And he then uh, that way he's covering your marker. Right. And then the final two against your... Against the one on the end... One. One. He, he's got the four board save. He makes it. Okay. That's it for the movement phase. Mm-hmm. We're in for the magic phase. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that shooting attack first. So That's all right. No big deal. Um, six. You get five. five. I'm going to go for the Van Hells. Rerolling the BSB. to hit. Rerolling to hit. Yes. And so that goes off on an 18. I'm going to try to stop that on an 18. Stopped on a double six. Oh, and three ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh, 15. <laughs> you thought you had it, huh? I thought I had it. Well, because if they get that extra movement, they're going through your unit right, again. Right, yeah. All right, and so then um, Hellish Vigor. Hellish Vigor is a four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. I don't think that's enough. Nope. Nope. Ooh, dodge the bullets. Happen. So no magic. Um, that doesn't work. And we're back to the combat. Uh, why don't we go back to this one first? Okay. I've got five attacks hitting mm-hmm. on threes. Rerollable. Are you normally if you have six attacks? Yes. Okay. Because I got the fencer's blade, so I got six. I get five normally, plus the fencer's blade gives me six. Down to five. Down to five. Width. Right. Okay. So four hits. Yep. Uh, strength five, tough five. One wound. One wound. At minus two. So four up, two up. Got it. Okay. And then chops back at you. Fours to hit you. Only one. Four to wound you. No Miss. wound. No wound. And then my boar, ready for the thunder. Oh, it hits. It hits. Strength three. Nothing. Nothing. All right, so that dare is just, uh, well, I win the combat again, and we move along mm-hmm. to the other combat. Uh, you get your mm-hmm. chops, and then I get my 16 back. All right, so three's the hit. Three hits. Two's the wound. Two wounds. And then I'll do my boar. Misses. My boars haven't hit anything. That's not true. Your board just hit my guy. He just failed a wound. <laughs> They're not doing enough, I should say. 
Well, I think I kind of lucked out here. I think that uh, what I picked, I mean, the fact that you only picked four characters and I've got mm-hmm. the guys who are doing the hits with no armor save and the pulse and the scream. Right. I'm getting you all have this a lot of in, things that are bypassing my which, armor. Which, honestly, those weren't things... I didn't think of either. I didn't think... Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured if you had little stuff that you were going to throw mm-hmm. out to try to throw me down or try to whittle me down... Because that was one of the things I thought about is if I had, say, like Black Knights, mm-hmm. if you brought, say, one of those... Um, Manglers? Manglers. I figured you'd have one just uh, in case I came with a small unit of something hitty, he could run through it and, and trash it. Manglers against VC is almost three points for you because you can raise zombies to kill them. You can throw materials into them. There's so True. many ways you can deal with it easily. Right. Regrow or even, whatever or even if you, I, if you I did, That's why I thought you might have multiple units of Night Goblins so you could take mm-hmm. multiple... Fanatics. Just throwing out fanatics. And I figured that's why I had the couple of ethereals, but I also that's why I didn't take a unit of something just five. High armor knights, because right. Because you just smash them, and then suddenly I'm, I'm out. Right. I'm done. So here come the ghouls. Only a little bit of poison and a lot of misses. Rolling the wound. I need sixes. Okay, so two wounds only. On the guy in the end there? Yep. So he's got a one-up, four-up. Four-up. Oh, oh, he, he takes, takes another a wound. wound from the ghouls. That's just too much poison coming in. Yeah. Even even a mighty orc. You can only fend off so much. So that's the combat. Yeah. So that's the bottom of turn two. Where are we at? You've got We're into top of the third. So one guy's dead. You have three guys left, each with three wounds. Uh, each with each one, wound, one left, wound left. But they have three wounds. Yeah, yeah, each have two wounds. Hufa... Too far. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this round. You need to make it. Yeah, you got to make it to turn five or six for. Yeah, I think I might have it. I think win. the engine staying outside of oh, six five or six is a draw. Five or six is a draw. Yeah. So I got to make whether two turns of combat. Yeah, and that's we'll just see. to turn four. This is turn three. You Bottom of starting four three. Four more rounds of combat and two it's more. Not going to happen. Two more. Yeah, I think I. I think I'll be able. I to I think get you this. have it. All right, so. Let's go back to the challenge. So you're hitting me first. Okay. Uh, no poison. Five hits, though. Mm. Four wounds. So four up, two up. Saved one. And then two up. Rerolling. All successes. Oh, all successes. Come on, let's see one in there. Any one of them. Oh one. no! Oh, a one. He goes. He killed my lord. I do not have an overrun. Boom! There he goes. Let's go to the other and combat. And then two. All right. So the other orc lord fighting off the uh, ghouls here. Threes to hit. Three hits. Threes to wound. Only one. Oh my goodness! Wait, threes to wound. Uh, strength five. Strength? Tough four. Oh yeah, threes yeah, to wound. Threes okay. To wound. And then the the one boar. So your weapons go three. Three. So misses. Okay. So one wound. All right. Here come the attacks back. Oh, that's There's a lot of sixes. A lot. That's two. Oh. <laughs> two is too many. One is too many. I miss my Van Hells. I miss re-rolling them. The, oh, boo-hoo. Dude, I saw, I <laughs> Save it. I know. But on the ghouls, re-rolling to hits is just stupid awesome. What, the poison? The, That's yeah. great. Yeah. 
these need sixes as well. Any more sixes? I see one. So I got three wounds. Three wounds. So one up, four up to save. Saved them. All right, saved them all. So my ranks and the flank allow me to... I've, I've, I've still won the combat, mm -hmm. so I don't have to take any more off. No crumbling. Uh, all right, so that was your turn of combat? That was your top three? No, I'm your top three. That was your. That was my top three. Yeah. So it's now your bottom three. Bottom three. Uh, charge. Who's charging him? Uh, my ghouls are going to charge in down the other flank. Oh, okay. And since you're off the wall again. Right. I don't get the bonus of the wall. So if you kill this guy and overrun, then that will be it. Then I'll have your banner, and then I won't have unbreakable. You won't yeah. be unbreakable. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else should I do? Um. That charge is done. I'll just move these guys here. Move those guys there. So I just basically moved everybody in a little closer. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to keep the... All right, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I just moved over the mortise engine. I got the charge in. I just kind of lined up around you. Uh, if it's a standard... It's treated as a standard shooting attack? Yeah. Then, yeah. So um, I'll do that before I do the Winds of Magic. It's 2d6 plus 2, so it's 10. Mm -hmm. So does it exceed your leadership? I'm leader nine, so by one. So by one. Yeah. So it does one wound. One wound. With no armor save, but you get your ward save. So distributed shooting. So pick a guy and roll well, your two it's, up. Uh, it, I think you have to randomly determine, right? Once there are more than... If, once every model has taken a shot, then you I can choose. Oh, okay. So... Oh, so you just random? So it's randomly... Yeah, distributed right, shooting. So, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Oh, dang it. Not the guy wanted to get hit. Okay. So all he has is a four up ward save. Okay, so four up ward. No! Oh. He dies. I'm down to one guy. So the orcs are down to their final wound on the table. Yes. And he, they just got flanked by the Strugoi, so I think it's over here, folks. You think so? Um, I'm not going to bother to challenge. I'll, I'll challenge. Oh, okay, but oh, wait, before that, I got my magic phase. Okay. Ooh, ten, ten dice to your six. To my six. Um, I am going to first throw it at the Hellish Vigor. Okay. Hellish Vigor, the BSB, is going to... He needs a 16, so he needs 12. Dang it. I'm hoping for double sixes. So, let's see. Miscast. So 12, 22, and 4 is 26. This is rerolling to hit? This is rerolling to wound. I went with Hellish Vigor first. Okay. <laughs> rerolling to wound? Uh, yeah, I'll let that go. You're going to let that go. Okay. Yeah. Then he's going to put this wound back yep. on the vampire. And so they get to reroll. Everyone within mm -hmm. the, the bubble gets to reroll, hits the wound. And augment spell went off on the corpse cart. All mm. units within six inches have always strikes first. Well, la-dee-da. Like, you needed that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yes. yeah, you did. You're just piling on here. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because he gets his rerolls to hit right. anyway. So it doesn't matter. Had the actual unit been in some combat, that was ah. my whole plan. Fighting against, like, your goblins who have an issue sure. two, my my ghouls would have actually gotten to re-roll, right. to hit rolls. Which right. Would, so, okay, so then I might as well throw the Van Hells. Yeah. Van Hells goes off on a 12 exactly. That's oh, the my one God. That we're going to try to stop. There you go. And you only got to get a 12. I'll live I to see another phase. Exactly a 12. There you go. You got it by a bunch. That's, uh, what's that there? That's, uh... That's 11, 16, 20, 22. 22, yeah, so you got it. Okay. 
<sighs> Survive the magic phase. All right, my so you are going to declare wound. a challenge. And I'll declare a challenge. So um, my always strikes first psychotic vampire is yeah. going to go after you. Unrerollable threes. Four hits. So four hits. So four hits. Tough five. Strength five. Ooh, only one, one wound. wound. Which guy is this? At strength five, so he's got a four up, two up, two up. Saves it. All right. All so right, it's so your turn to hit back. Yeah. So fours to hit. Only one. One hit. Strength six. Nothing. Nothing. And the boar, ready for the thunder. Yeah, here it comes. Four to hit. No, five to hit. Nothing. Misses. So that's the bottom of turn three. We're at the top of turn four. Do you yeah. wish to reform? Nah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Point, does no. I'm just looking from an aesthetic point of view what will look better. All right, so we're going <laughs> into we're going into combat again? Yeah. All right, here we go. That's two wounds. And re rolled. Three wounds, three hits. So three wounds. Three wounds. Four up, two up, two up. Got one. Twos. Oh, wait That's a minute. What? Rerollable to wounds. Ah. That's the spell. So make that six wounds. Six so, wounds? Yeah. So it's a four up, two up, two up. So I think I, I failed one, so I think that's it. Okay, so that's all. So that's oh, it. What about the two up? Rerollable two up. You still got the rerollable two well, up. It's not a rerollable, though. It's just a uh, two up armor, which becomes a oh, four up, which oh, I passed one. If you pass it, you have to reroll it, is what I'm saying. Right, so but you I had failed. your four up. Oh. Yeah, I failed. I, I passed that. This is the, my first go round at the two up ward, and I failed one. Oh, okay. So that's it. Oh, all right. That was quick. Oh. So we're into. I made it to turn four. Yes, you made it to the top of four, which is still a win. It's attacker win. Now, I gotta say honestly, it was a little anticlimactic. Uh, yeah, it was a I, bit of a non-game. I did, and I mean, I know we're gonna talk to Alex right after the commercial break, right? And then we'll see what he has to say. You know what it was because I had so much. I had counted on. Uh, they're high toughness, high armor, and high wards to keep them around. Right. But so much of your stuff bypassed... Armor. Armor. Went right through it. And they were high strength stuff, too, like your uh, the Hex Wraiths. Strength five. Against the toughness five. I mean, it was, they're magical flaming, so you still got your two-up armor save, but you only had to miss one. Right. Five hits. And when you only have 12 wounds on the board... Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we went terror. top of four, so that's seven rounds. Right. And then the vampire just picked and picked and picked. Just went to town. He did what I thought he would do. In fact, uh, the, the the lord that you had him fighting against mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. my my guy lasted a lot longer than I would have guessed against your Strigoi. So that and the um, the item where I had to re-roll successful ward saves was key. The other trickster shard. Yeah. I actually did not have that in my list till this afternoon. I was looking mm-hmm. at my list on my lunch break, and he had the uh, book what, of what archon. Pro- what prompted you to take that one? He had the book of archon, which was going to give me the extra. It was the bound spell level three, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Really, I got enough magic, and he's a level one, and right. I just I don't know that I'm going to need the Van Hells because he is the key, and he's already re-rolling. Right. So I don't need the Van Hells. So I dropped it, and I only had a few points to spend. Mm. Uh, that was part of it was I wanted to I, – I could have replaced it with a more expensive item, but originally I only had the Bale Fire on the corpse cart. I wanted to switch that to the uh, – to the more expensive one, mm-hmm. so that cost more points. So when I got the cutback on points, I looked. I'm like, 
ooh, the other trickster shard. I'm like, I remember Chris used that against me and totally screwed me up. Mm. And so I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll take it on him and see what happens. Right. So, yeah, but yeah, now I wonder, you know, should I have taken all savages, all goblins, all trolls? I don't know. It's sheer amount of wounds against tooled up lords. I wasn't certain what you were going to do. I mean, there's so many options. There are so many there. options. So it, this is a fun one to try and play again. You know, I'd like to re-rack them and uh, come up with another list, uh, maybe switch spots. Uh, it's certainly, this is a fun scenario when we played it in, what, like an hour, maybe? Yeah, I don't think... Not even gonna, an hour. I wonder what Alex is going to say. I think he's going to chide me for my choice of only four lords. Why not go with uh, a unit that's got a lot of wounds? Probably Savage Orcs. Night Goblins, although I know he's not a fan of those. Maybe Trolls. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break, and yep. when we come back, uh, we'll have Alex on. Alex Nikotenko, uh, he was on the show a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really happy to have him back, and um, he will... Uh, we'll get his take, because he we'll plays both uh, Orcs and Goblins and VC. And he plays... Well, he plays better than I do, at least, so... Uh, well, he's, you know, he's one of the guys that taught me how to play from when I first started. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to pick his brain and see what he would have done. And yeah, so we'll come back his, and we'll uh, do that input. Okay, cool, cool. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. Welcome back to the Garage U Tools. Chris U, David Whitech here with you. Yes, yes. And we are joined by our good friend Alex Nikotenko. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hello. All right. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just for the people that don't know Alex, uh, Alex and I have been friends for as long as I've been playing Warhammer. In fact, he was the first person that I played outside of my local group. Oh, okay. Uh, f- as far as Warhammer, uh, first game ever, I believe, was my Hel- High Elves versus your Dark Elves. Do you remember that game, Alex? I do. 2004. That's it. Oh, for Christ's sake. 2004. June 6th. It was 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Crooked Hat <laughs> Games on table number 3. <laughs> Crooked Hat uh, Games. That was the yeah, I think it was table number 2, and it, it felt like early afternoon, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, Warhammer experience. Uh, how long have you been playing for, What and what armies do you prefer? Well, I um, I started playing Warhammer in 1986, so right when the second edition came out. Um, always been interested in, you know, 
military strategy and wargaming in general, and it was just something I watched a few games, and it sucked me in right away, the combination of the strategy tactics part and the miniatures and everything. So uh, I've been playing quite a long time. And, uh, you know, obviously through all of the different editions, the game, you know, became different and transitioned. But uh, overall, it remained fun for me. Excellent, excellent. And which which armies are you currently, uh, do you have at your disposal? I have uh, Dark Elves and Orcs and Goblins and Vampire Counts and Nurgle Demons. All the bad guys, huh? Oh, I didn't I know you, I didn't know you took you had Nurgle Demons. I do. I rarely played them, but I have them. Yeah. You're saving up for the uh, pending uh, Demon release, no doubt. Uh, we'll see what that looks like, yeah. It's yeah. a possibility. Nice. Very good. Okay, so Alex, um, we had our game. Now, this was one of the scenarios out of the book, and it was, I mean, it wasn't even close to balanced. This was the wrapping up our three-game campaign, and this was, uh, Chris had an 18-inch box in the middle of the board and 800 points, and I had 2,400 points and the whole rest of the board, and basically, I had to take him out by the end of turn four for a win. Mm-hmm. If he sur- and if, if, Chris, I, if, if the game made it to five or six, I would have won. You would have ta- We would have drawn. You had to get oh, yeah, turn seven draw. for a yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. So and this sounds like the uh, heroic last dance. That's the exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the yeah. And uh, so I get to recycle lost core units, while my units, uh, anything within six inches of the colors, the army colors, is unbreakable. So so I thought what we might do um, is talk about. Uh, Maybe Alex, what you would do as as either general, and then we can talk about a little bit how the game progressed and our dis- the decisions that we made, and kind of compare notes. Yeah, it worked out really nicely because you play both of those you play both of those armies. So if you had eight hundred points of orcs and goblins, unbreakable, yeah, in scenario, sitting in the middle, what would you do? Well, uh, obviously, two things. One, um, you knew the scenario going in. And then the other is you knew who your opponent army was going to be, correct? Yes. Okay. So in the case of Orcs and Goblins, you're making 800 points uh, with no army restrictions, knowing that you're going to be facing vampire counts. I think that um, what I would have done probably is I would have had a a major block of infantry. uh, I think it's Savage Orcs, Mm -hmm. uh, probably 40. And I would stick, I would only have one character, I think. I would have a level one mage in there with the shrunken head just to give the whole unit a five-up word save. Hmm. And then I would spend the rest of the points on various types of chaff. I'm thinking like three trolls and two units of fast calf sprinkled around the edges of the um, of the deployment zone. So the thinking there is to kind of delay the VC advance and, and buy yourself some time? Well, you have to. You, you VC has certain units that you know are going to be very painful. I would look for specific. Now, obviously, the defender in the middle deploys completely first, so you don't have a choice to, you know, target any one given specific area or flank rear and so forth. So you have to kind of sprinkle them around and be ready to um, address where the VC player is going to deploy. Now, the, the interesting part about this is is that the defender is guaranteed first turn. Mm-hmm. So so you do have the ability to react once the attacker is deployed. So taking that into account, that's why I think the chaff would be very useful. Now, once you get 12 inches outside the box, you got to take a test on negative two leadership to see if you just broke out and ran away. So would you be trying to stay in that box? 
Well, uh, quite honestly, I'm not sure how that even comes into play because the the attacker gets to deploy eight inches away from the edges. Correct. So well, I'm not exactly sure why you would ever get 12 inches you know, beyond, meaning four inches beyond where the attack well, is. I think if you have a, a fast cap, for example, if they f- choose to flee a charge, you could roll high enough and bounce through your own units, uh, through said units, and, and, well, and uh, end up outside of that safe, safe zone. Right. I think that, that that may be a result of something, but I, I'm saying, you know, what Dave asked was deliberately move the units there. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was thinking overrun, but my question, and this is the question Chris and I had, immune to psych... I mean, you know, you. But if you're frenzied, because the uh, savage orcs are, have frenzy, right? If they get immune to psych, they're still subject to frenzy, though, aren't they? Uh, yes. So they could they could wind up getting drawn out if if I mean possibly. I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a long shot, but right. I well, well, that was well, one of your concerns. Well, yeah, we'll circle back to that. So okay. so we've got your take on the orc and goblin side of things. Now, what was your take on the the VC side of things? Well, obviously, the VC is the complete opposite. You have to have the absolute hardest hitters out there so that you can get on top of whatever units or unit or units that the defender has and whittle them down. You know they're going to be unbreakable, so you're not going to break them and run them down. You have to literally whittle them down so you need attacks. I think that uh, what I would have gone with is I would have gone with a block of ghouls with a very fighty lord in there, mm-hmm. um, and then I would have had probably a couple of units of Vargolfs um, and or Vargais, I should say. Okay, Vargais. And, and then probably what would be a good fit in this scenario is probably uh, two Terrorgeis, simply because um, A, they could get rid of chaff very quickly if they get in your way of your main unit, mm-hmm. and then B, um, you know, getting them into combat would be very useful with the double Thunderstomp. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that would be a good... And the, the Scream would come in quite handy against... Uh, yeah, because things. because obviously you got to get, you know... Vampire characters are great in combat, and especially that fighty lord, he's unbelievable in combat. So you know that's what your opponent is likely trying to get in against you. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to try and move aside with your chaff, and terror guys are very good at basically, you know, eliminating that chaff right. rather I did consider a terrorgeist, but I just haven't learned how to use them well. I lose them quickly every time I play with them. So they're situational. They're not the end all be all that some people call uh, you know call them to be. But in this case, because you have the defender boxed in, it's unlikely he's going to bring any massive war machines. Although he could, um, but I think if he did, then you'd be all right in other ways. Um, I think that the terrorgeist would be a good fit. That's where I would have looked for. Okay. Very good. Cool. Okay, well, that said, why don't we talk about uh, our army choices. Uh, Alex, you can kind of chime in and give us your feedback as to who took what. Yours yours will be a little easier to go through. Mine will be very simple. Well, so, <laughs> Does he know what you took? I no, mean, he, he doesn't. No. Okay, um, I, I want to hear this, so I'm just going to sit back. Okay, <laughs> so what I chose, uh, the route that I chose to go, Alex, was four uh, orc lords mounted on boars, tooled out with max defense, now, let me say also, uh, the scenario says that I can choose terrain, uh, the hill and walls, that sort of thing. So I loaded up the terrain. The piece of terrain that I chose um, was called the Anvil of Vol, which gives all units within six inches, friend or foe, 
both magical and flaming attacks. Now, that will factor in later when I tell you about certain item selections on the lords. Uh, in addition to that hill, I also had three, three walls. So any unit charging into me while in contact with the wall is a minus one to hit on that first turn of combat. So that's the lay of the land in terms of the uh, uh, terrain. As far as the characters, like I said, uh, they're tooled out for max defense. They're toughness five, all with uh, two-up armor, and uh, two of them with four-up ward saves. The other two had uh, the two-up ward save against flaming attack items. So I felt that they were pretty resilient, especially when you factor in that hill. So everything is flaming. They get that a nice cheap two-up ward save. Uh, no real magic weapons to speak of. I had one five-point magic weapon that... Um, reduced attacks on monsters or characters if they suffered a wound, only because I had, I had the extra five points hanging around. But uh, other than that, uh, that was pretty much <laughs> my army. Twelve wounds on the table. Wow. Yeah, so very much... Uh, very very different than the, the selection you would have gone with, for sure. Uh, definitely. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very... Uh, I mean, the scenario is gimmicky to start with, sure. but that is, this is, is quite gimmicky for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, what do you think of that? Because I was shocked when I came downstairs and he had set up and I looked and there are four guys on board. So it, like, it's funny because I walk in with like, this big box of stuff and an army box. transport bag. I'm not going to give away, you know. I could have just stuck all my miniatures in my coat pocket and showed up. What was I going to do? Change, go, oh, excuse me, i got to run upstairs and change my list. I right. see you brought in everything <laughs> in your pocket. Well, I think that, uh, uh, I mean, obviously, from the earlier description, Dave, it doesn't sound like you brought the terror guys, but against those four guys, he would have been very useful. No doubt. Now, I had a, I had a different batch of selections that actually worked out pretty useful in, in different ways. Um, now... Uh, we'll go over my list. I'll try to go quickly. I took the Ghoul King, and he had Fencer's Blades, Dispel Scroll, Dragon Bane Gem, Other Trickster Shard, and Red Fury. So, okay. uh, you know you know what all those do. Weapon Skill 10, 2-Up Ward against Flaming. He's already got the 5-Up uh, Regen, uh, the Other Trickster Shard. I never used to take it, but it was used the last couple of games I've played. People have screwed me over with it. So I'm like, I like this item. And then the Red Fury. Uh, I had a level 2 Necromancer with the Talisman of Preservation and a level 2 Vampire BSB with Armor of Destiny and Red Fury. Those were my characters. Um, I had three zombie hordes. I had three sets of zombies with uh, 20 guys each. And uh, bless you. And uh, and just the banner, just in case he had chaff, something to kind of throw in the way. Two spirit hosts. Uh, a unit of 39 ghouls and a unit of 40 ghouls. Uh, five hex wraiths, and the corpse cart with the lodestone, and the mortise engine with the tome. Now the corpse cart with the lodestone I took because I just I figured I'd keep it right behind my units and give them the ASF. Because anytime they're around and a, and a buff spell goes off, it's going to have that ASF bubble, which I thought would be really helpful. Uh, I figured if he did take anything in the middle that I needed to get to, since the combat would be so close, they'd always be within 12 inches of the general. So they could march 16 and do that strength 5 automatic hit with no armor saves, flaming and magical. And then the mortise engine had the pulse. So every turn, every unit w it, within the range of the pulse would take the D6 hits at the strength of the turn. So as it, as it went on and on. And I kind of thought he might take some bigger units of goblins, which are you know lower, lower toughness. 
so that pulse would be helpful, especially on multiple units. I, I did think about that. 250 goblins with nets, just plop them right down on top of the center and <laughs> watch it chew through them. <laughs> so that was my setup. And when he set up in the middle with that unit, I just basically put 40 ghouls on each flank, you know, with the characters, and then pushed that and just kind of moved them in and had everything else sort of surrounding it, waiting to see what happened. So that's the VC side of things. So what do you? How do you? How does that strike you, Alex? Well, I think that you know it, it's. I mean, it's fine. Certainly, uh, you know, I like the ghoul choices. I like the um, the Lord choice. Uh, I think that probably magic um, was 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 never going to be a major factor in a game like this. I don't think, uh, especially not for the defender. I mean, he just doesn't have the points to spend right. on a level four. It just would be probably wasted points. Nice choice, yeah. yeah. Well, so, so I think that with that in mind, I would have stuck a little bit more to the fighty, um, um, you know, to the fighty elements. But I think overall the list is fine, and it has some. Uh, I think hex rays were a great choice because of you know the proximity of everything. They could just bounce and ping pong back and forth the whole game. Um, I think that would be very useful. Well, I figured the Ghoul King is just is is a, a blender. The level two vampire is another one. And then the little necromancer, I figured, you know, I I was worried because I kept, at, at first when I was writing my list, I was thinking, well, if they get wiped out, they could just come in off the side. But I'm, I'm on the clock. I can't have them come in off the side, and then they got to wait till the next turn to charge. Right. If you have units that are coming in off off the sides like that, yeah. and, and you're counting on those, then you're... You're doing something wrong. Right. And so I had the... I mean, the zombies never... I never even brought them up because I just had them there to, to deal with chaff. Basically, I had that and the... I took it to level twos. I had the mortise engine that could give me the plus... You know, the plus two to casting. And I just was going for the buffs, figuring the ghouls could use the uh, rerolls re to, to hit or rerolls to yeah. wound. That's all I was looking for because it's so good, especially with guys who have poison. Right. So... Yeah, so the way the game uh, actually played out was, you know, he's able to chip away one wound here, one wound there, away on the, the Orc Lords. And again, with only 12 wounds on the table, I, it was just a matter of time before they all went down. And I, I tell you, I, probably, David, your MVPs were the Hex Raids, and I want to say the Mortis Engine with the Screaming. Yeah, oh, yeah, I the, forgot all those about things that. bypass armor. Yeah, with the FAQ, the Banshee Scream, the, the Mortis Engine has the Banshee Howl, because it has the three Banshees on the top. Right, so it works, and it's in FAQ. It works just like the uh, the terror guy scream. It, it it's not affected by things that uh, that affect shooting, and it, it, you know they can scream right into combat. So mm -hmm. I had that scream going too, which is you know roll the two d six plus two, and for every point you're over, it's a wound with no armor save. And since it wasn't a flaming attack. I didn't it's get just my ward magical. save. Yeah. You didn't get I your I thought it was so save. clever. I'm like, oh, it's a real cheap two-up ward save against flaming, and everything's flaming, but not not quite everything. Yeah, because like I said, I was coming into this, and I said it before, I was coming to think, oh, I've got to do this, and I've got to do it quick, because if I can't beat out a third of a size army mm. in in four, within four turns, I'm like, I, I, I'm some sort of a chump. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure someone out there has played the scenario and has you know, uh, lost just, it being the aggressor. But yeah, I don't know. So how how long did uh, how long did you hold out, Chris? I, I want to say uh, th was it three full turns? Was it bottom of three or top of four, folks? You're listening to it, and it just happened for you listening to it. But this was a couple. Well, of years it all ago happened for us. so fast. Well, I can't, <laughs> the victory writes uh, history, so I can't. I can't say. <laughs> yeah, I was either. I think it was top four. Yeah, I was taking the two up. You know, uh, even in combat, 16 attacks from my ghouls, but he's got, 
you know, I'm hitting on fours, wounding on sixes because I'm strength threes, toughness five. So basically only sixes did anything. Sixes to hit were auto-wound, sixes to wound. And he only needed a two-up for, mo- for most of it. Yeah, even with a two-up armor, two-up ward save, you know, one here, one there. But, yeah, when the Hex Race did two and then the Mortis Engine, the first time I rolled that scream, I rolled, like, an 11 so, or something right, like that. Yeah, it was brutal. So he took four wounds right off the bat from that, and he couldn't save them all. So You know, I did think about, Alex, I did think about uh, taking a big block of Savages, but uh, I was afraid, you know, if they failed their Frenzy check, they would run off that unbreakable marker and, you know, do what Savage Orcs do. Uh, then I thought, well, does that mean I take a, a Black Orc character to put in there to mitigate animosity? Then it, it starts to get... You know, pretty expensive in terms of what I have to purchase to make that build sort of, that sort of build work. Sure, which is why uh, you yourself, uh, uh, in a game that you and I played recently, use a troll to stop that exact thing. You just park a thirty-five point troll directly in the, in front of that block, right? And uh, it that up. takes that takes care of that problem. Um, That's why he the, said bring the trolls. I couldn't. Yeah. The the the. the, the the issue with bringing characters is exactly what you found. The the VC just have way too many uh, tools to deal with armor. Uh, they don't care about toughness. They have you know various forms of screams. It's not just the terror guy sort of more just injured. They could have just brought a couple of banshees. Right. You know, uh, they're ninety points a piece. You could have loaded up on those. That's an option. Then obviously you have the hex rates, which basically just ride through and you know don't allow uh, armor saves. So, I mean. There are a number of things that that could occur to those characters that I think make that a pretty a pretty rough choice. Mm, yeah, strictly strictly because you know you're facing VC. If you didn't know you were facing VC, then you know it could have been a little bit more hit or miss depending on who you got. But when you know you're facing VC, I think that one is is, is a tough goal. But yeah, that, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> the the other thing that I thought about was either taking out as many trolls as I could take and just count on the regen. Or yet another option was to load up on as many snotlings as I could. And well, and that's the thing. If you're just putting that many boots on the table, even with all of my attacks, I mean, I had I had four. Well, it would have been, it would have been probably what seven rounds of combat right. to take out a couple hundred models because I had to wipe you out to the man. Well, the key is uh, moving off of that uh, that the army colors marker. Once I move off of that and I'm no longer am unbreakable, that changes the game right there. So I was afraid that if you know the savages, if I park right on top of the uh, the army colors to maintain unbreakable, once they start losing guys, that thing could become exposed. Then you just fly some bats or something right on top of it, and right? Take that away. Well, so, I, yeah, I, that's so. I was thinking with the hex race, they could move right. right through your guys and stop right on it. Um, but then I was just thinking, you just put your front rank on it since you take off the back. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But again, you know, frenzy. Does it, will they get pulled off? Uh, so I don't know. A lot of things to consider. But I will say, you know, it, it wasn't a fun or it wasn't a fair scenario. It was a fun scenario. It wasn't a fair scenario. Uh, it was very different. And going into army construction, it was you know way different than the normal two thousand or twenty four hundred point restrictions that we're customary customary customarily uh, dealing with. I wouldn't mind playing it again like at some point like it was it was, it's one of those and it didn't take long i mean we played about the whole, an hour yeah we yeah. played the game in about an hour and uh you know but it was it was something that's really different you really have to sit there and think especially at that 800 point because i was even thinking what would i take and um we're gonna we're gonna actually take a break in just a minute but uh alex when we come back i was curious if you were doing the reverse 
if you had 800 points of VC in the middle and uh, 2,400. Knowing you're fighting orcs and, and goblins. And a full-on orc and goblin list, what, what, what do you think you might do? It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question. I, uh... Well, help, hold on to that thought. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. that guy in the garage hammer shirt who cares about him look at that guy with the garage hammer hoodie that's right guys nothing tells the ladies i'm one of the gaming elite like garage wear so hurry to garagehammer.net slash store and soon you'll be the guy at game night that all the gamer chicks are talking about remember boys first you get your gear then you win all your games then you get the chicks that's right, boys. The only gamers we notice are in Garage Gear. Welcome back to the Garage U Tools. We're coming back with me, David, and my co-host, Chris Yu, and our good friend, Alex Nikotenko. Alex, welcome back. Thank you. And so now, um, let's uh, let's talk... Uh, Let, let's pick your undead brain. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> if, if you had 800 <laughs> points to spend and no... No restrictions whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think. Do we even? I mean, we must have. The people must have realized that because of the way you built your list. But there's no. Right. Like, the percentage chart was out the window. The the rules. You could take on anything. Yeah, I could take you, all manglers. Yeah, eight hundred points of whatever the heck you want. What would you do, Alex? Well, obviously, you need something. Um, you need something resilient. Uh, and in the case of VC, it's things that you that you can bring back. So you would have to have. You would have to have. You know, a caster in there to get the wounds back from, you know, the damage that you would be absorbing. So, um, there's one of two ways to do it. Um, obviously in terms of, you know, cost per wound, uh, crypt horrors are very cost effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a large block of them and then you can have a, um, a zombie bunker mm-hmm. behind them with a caster literally, you know, bellied up to it so that nobody can get to the caster sitting in the middle there. That may be a way to do it. Uh, Grave Guard is a good choice for that kind of a setup. I think that there, there are several options. The key, uh, the key I think to them would be the, uh, extremely cheap, uh, chaff that they can use like Spirit Hosts and, and I think a, a, a caster in there, you know, raising things once they're dying with protection. So I think that that's, that's how I would probably play it out because offensively at 800 points, you just don't have what, I mean, you know, you got to sit back and so you got to race things back. I think that's the right. only way to do it. That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, cause a protective, a, a well protected level four caster is going to cost you about two fifty. your necromancer. If you give him a ward save and make him level four. And so honestly, I was thinking either give him master of the dead 
and just have lots of skeletons and zombies because then he could bring skeletons past their starting size, D6 plus 4, and zombies 2D6 plus 4, and just keep casting the, the heck mm-hmm. out of that. I mean, starting from turn 1, just slide them a little bit forward and, and build up the back end. Just keep building them, building them, right. building them. Uh, cause, bring it back quicker than I could kill them. Yeah, I mean, you can you can chop up a lot of them, but, uh, you know, if the, if even that worried me, though, because... You know, a, a horde. I, I would only keep them five wide, obviously. Sure, because I wouldn't want to give you that many attacks. Many more attacks, yeah. but a, a horde of uh, a horde of the savages. Uh, savages. They're getting what three attacks apiece in the front row, right? And so that's six, that's uh, eighteen, nineteen with your champion, and then two more rows, so another twelve. So it's that's a lot attacks, of death. Yeah, thirty you're, plus. You're getting a lot of death in there, hitting on threes, and uh, with the crumble. You know, I don't. You know, I don't want to get. I don't want it to. It. it you run the risk of if, if you lose a lot, you lose not, that many more. You lose that many crumble, more, sure. and then my risk becomes if, if as I'm pulling them off the back, the farther they get away from the caster, the the bigger a level I've got to throw it at. Right. So then I'm running. I'm running risks there. So let me ask you a technical question, David. When we played our game, me a tactical yeah, question. Yeah, Alex well, is on the show. You well, realize no, that, that okay. this is a kind of what happened the, during the, the course of our game. Okay. Question. Did your uh, Streetboy Ghoul King, did he actually cast any magic? The level one? No. Not at all? No. Because one of the things I've considered knowing, because I know you like your Streetboy Ghoul King. Yes, I, I actually thought about bringing the goblin with that uh, that hex scroll that turns casters into a frog. I thought you might. Uh, <laughs> I know you like that. I thing. do like it. What do you think of the frog scroll, Alex? I think it's a great item. I think that, um, obviously, it's it's... Not nearly as effective when you have a level four on the, on the opposite side, but against especially the Ghoul King, that item is is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's great against you know level one, level two casters. So yeah, it's a terrific. Uh, I mean, it's a little gimmicky because if the if the uh, if the opposite side doesn't have what the target for it, it's fifty points of not a whole lot of right. usefulness. But uh, especially in a, in an eight hundred point scenario, you know you don't have that points to waste. But but in terms of that kind of a situation, if you know or have a pretty good idea that you're going to have something like that across from you, a level one or a level two, that thing is absolutely devastating. Even in the case of a level four, if you pop that scroll, you have a 50-50 chance of at least denying your opponent a magic phase. True enough. Sneeze at. Well, do you t- it's, 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 it's two-thirds of a chance that he's going to roll his level all under, so I'm not sure how you're seeing 50-50. Oh, right, yeah, two-thirds chance, yeah. He's got to roll a five or six. It worked against me that one time. <laughs> Yeah, I had the level four necromancer on the corpse card. Oh, frog scroll. Oh, I rolled a six. God, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> then you dropped a rock on the frog. <laughs> it's a nice combo. Yeah, <laughs> overkill a little bit, but uh, it worked out. So, so excellent. Okay, well, so let me ask you though. You were saying now you had said you would take either some vargeists or like you said some crypt whores in the front. I was afraid to bring small units of four or five of this or that because if they're gone, then they're gone, and suddenly I'm relying on my on on you know what I the the core which just isn't a heavy hitter. Sure. Well, uh, for the attacker side, you know, grave guard is not a good is not a good choice. Crypt horrors are not a good choice. They're only strength four, so uh, definitely not what I would consider to be a great selection. The reason why I thought uh, Wargeist might be is simply because they have four attacks apiece, they're strength five, uh, their weapon skill four, they're good initiative, they're vampires, so they can get right in there, and 
because they're flyers, you know, they can get on top of their, um, they're, they're much harder to stop in terms of blocking them with chaff simply because they just fly right over the top of it. Okay. So, so that's why I like them. They can get right into the main unit um, and start doing damage. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they could get whittled down over time, but ultimately the way you win that game is to get your, you know, your fighty lord and, and your, you know, your characters into combat. That's what's going to really put the hurting down. So, I mean, to me, I just want to get something into that unit as quickly as possible, get rid of the chaff, clear the way for the lord to get in there and start doing his damage along with the rest of the ghouls that are in his unit. Um, that just would be my strategy, just get into it as quickly as possible. Because obviously you only have four turns uh, to win the game, so you have to make every combat round count as much as you can. Right. I, I thought for a second you might take uh, Blood Knights as, a, as an option, just because of the damage output. Uh, but again, it's another, you know, three, four hundred point unit that if you get off one or two good... Well, it's just like you with your lords. I mean, those guys only have, I think, one wound apiece. Oh, your they, they might knights? have two, yeah. They might have two, but I thought they only had one. They're one. Yeah, one wound apiece. Okay. They got a two-up armor save. No ward save. Mm-hmm. So you get in some guy with your choppa, with his strength six choppa, and suddenly it's a five-up armor save. Right. Boom, three, four of them gone. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't think that in this scenario, Blood Knights are great. I mean, they're 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 obviously a, a high attack unit and high strength, which is great. But as you mentioned, and also because they have the the vampire rule, you can only ever heal them one wound apiece. Right. So Maybe you know, too fragile back, for this very, situation. Very lengthy process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I I don't think they're an optimal choice. I think the two terror guys, if you're going for rares would probably, just in this scenario, would be very useful. Okay. I, yeah, in fact, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm terrible with my terror geist. I haven't figured out how to use him yet. But I did originally have a Vargolf in the list. Big five attacks. I mean, it's it's vampiric, too. That thing's, that thing's insane. And for, it's it's a monster, so it gets Thunderstomp. So. The only drawback is, is it doesn't fly, does it? I don't think it does, no. Because the wings no, on that model are always misleading to me. I, I don't think it does. No. No, it doesn't fly, but it does have a pretty fast, I think it's a movement eight, so it does move pretty quickly because it's a vampire, it can always march. Right. I mean, it's, it's a neat it's a neat model. Uh, I find that they work well in pairs, um, you know, but again, with all of the, I mean, vampires have a lot of positive rare choices. Actually, that book has a lot of, a lot of options that are usable, imminently usable. So, I mean, you don't see the same list over and over again. There are a lot of choices in that army book that are viable, in my opinion. I think that's one of the things that makes it such a great book. A lot of good choices. Nothing too over the top. There's no auto-win item. Right. But there's a a lot of good choices. Yeah, although ever since since the Civil War, where Alex was helping me hone my vampire play-in skills, Mm -hmm. I did move away from the level 4 necromancer with a couple of level 2 vampires to that level 4 Spend the extra points, get the level four vampire in there. The fighty vampire. Yeah, I mean he costs a ton of points, and if you lose him, it's kind of the game. But God, he's just so brutal. I mean, I I almost feel bad taking him at times because it not not because he's that good, but because it, it, now that he's showing up in like every list I take, mm-hmm. it's starting to be like that. You know, it's like oh, it's that. I don't want to be oh, it's, am I fighting that thing again? Because it is that good, it's kind of become almost. It's become a one plus well, for I most think you of can, my list. You can vary the rest of your list and still get away with it. I don't think anyone's going to cry foul. Yeah, 
it's just it's so good. But it is. It's got that. It's that double edged sword. Sure. It's so good. But if you lose it, it's a quarter of your army, and you're starting to crumble. Sure. Well, the other the other challenge with him, I mean, if you if you're facing him, is you know he does cost you know like you said 500 points or so. So he has to kill a lot of stuff in order to make his points back. So if your opponent is able to keep him out of combat. He's not earning any points for your opponent. He's, he's, you know, he's dragging you down right. um, while, you know, you're not getting the pop out of him. I mean, you know, if I was across from that army, which, you know, I field that army myself, so I, I know what I'm looking for when I'm fielding it. But when I, you know, if I was lined up against it, I mean, that would be a unit that I would make certain, you know, I would do everything possible to make sure it doesn't see combat because that's what it wants. Right. Yeah, or else just give it give it cheap garbage. Here, right. kill 30, 30 zombies. Go ahead. But, uh, in fact, one of the things I was telling Chris, one of the things that I had thought of, Alex, was if we were playing a slightly larger points game, because he has one-third, like if it was a 3,000 versus 1,000 or something, because I really thought he might take a lot of those night goblins, because he's been taking that, that night goblin army, was to uh, take the coven throne. Because with that level 10 against a low leadership army, if I can get that role with that, uh, you know, you get the lead- the contested leadership role. And if you get a plus six, then every model in the unit attacks itself once. Right. And I was like, everything I said, everything I was looking for was what can I do outside of basic combat? Because my core combat troops aren't that strong. What can I do to, to whittle down extra wounds other places? And I know the Coven Throne is not a favorite of anybody's, but I just love the theory that you know I got a level ten vampire on it. The thing is, those Leadership are those are really ten, unique. Really unique situations, I, but you can certainly count on your vampire lord, right, all day to right. go in and fight to do what he does. Mm-hmm. I just thought having him on it, he can still do a lot of damage. And if right. that extra thing comes across, and you've got a unit of fifty night goblins now, that's fifty attacks hitting on fours, wounding on you know right. fours. It's oh, there you go, take a bunch off. Right, unless they unless they net themselves, then you're wounding on fives. Haha. <laughs> 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 anyway, goodness. So, um, so any other thoughts, Alex? Any other input from you in terms of uh, the, the campaign game or VC or ONG in general? Well, it's a it's an unusual scenario, obviously, uh, one that you don't see every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it it obviously begs the setup to be somewhat unique. So it gives you the opportunity to to face some lists and create some lists that obviously ordinarily you just by rules couldn't do it, mm-hmm. and then probably wouldn't want to even if you could. Right. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a neat little uh, way to play a different game that, you know, obviously tries to use some other uh, victory conditions that you don't normally see. You don't normally have to wipe out your opponent. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a neat, um, you know, again, gimmicky, but a neat, uh, a neat scenario that I think would be a nice change of pace. And uh, depending on what armies are, um, are having to do it, it's, uh, you know, it's quite the challenge. I think between Orc and Goblins and VC, it's a fairly good fight, I think that with some other armies, I mean, if you had to stick a, you know, a block of, I don't know, 40 or 50 demons in there that were unbreakable, I think that would probably be a little mm-hmm. a little too much, or or if you had, you know, a huge block of, like, warriors of chaos in there that were unbreakable, you know, so there, I think there are certain armies that this scenario would be, you know, a little too challenging against, but uh, I think in this case, with the two armies that were picked, it was probably pretty good. No. One of the things that we didn't get a chance to ask you about, Alex, was if you take the 2,400 points of orcs and goblins. Now, I really, I mean, 
I'm thinking that you don't really have to change up your average 2,400-point orc and goblin list at all for this scenario. If you got, I mean, Chris usually has a big block of savages, a couple, uh, a couple of uh, manglers, manglers some and machines. some war machines, and that actually would just be perfect. In fact, I was terrified of losing the second game because I knew if I had 800 points in the middle, after you came at me the first scenario where we had the towers and you just shelled the towers out of existence, I'm like. If I lose this, I'm gonna. I could have all the zombies and all the skeletons I want in the middle of this unit. I could have two hundred of them. He's gonna come with six war machines. <laughs> Just to shell uh, it. I don't know if war machines uh, would be a good choice for this scenario as the aggressor, though. They're too unreliable. I don't know if they do enough enough damage compared to like savages or something well, else that has lots of attacks. Well, if you got twenty four hundred points, Alex, what would you take if you're trying to take out VC and you know they've got eight hundred points in the middle? Uh, well, I wouldn't take war machines. Okay, so I guess I was the only one that thought that. The, re- the reason why is because you would want to get your units into combat as quickly as possible, at which point your war machines can't really shoot. Oh, that's true. Uh, the I think that for orcs and goblins, the one thing that you would normally bring that I wouldn't in this case is all of the chaff that I normally bring. Right. Um, you know, so I think that I think that it would be it would be great to get. Uh, obviously, the mangler squigs would be terrific. Because they would just bounce back and forth, it would be great. Um, that's a great choice. I think that obviously Savage Orcs for the amount of um, of um, damage that they dish out, fighty characters. Um, so those are the types of things that I think I would go with. Um, Savage Orc Boar Boys may not be a bad selection, uh, strictly because of the fact that they're offensive and. Um, they can get some of that. Uh, and they got a pretty good armor save too, right? They do, and, and uh, you know that may not be a bad idea. Another thing that would be kind of unusual but would work, I think, well in this scenario is a really big unit of goblin chariots. Um, they can make units. and Up to three, right. Uh, up to three? Is that how many? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, because I never brought more. I never, I never you know, joined them to a unit before. Right. But I think that that may not be a bad... Uh, I a think bad uh, a horde of 18 trolls could be good, too. A horde of trolls? Uh, I think that would be pretty useful, especially... How many attacks would that be? 54? 55? Yeah, 54. Yeah. 18 times 3. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, plus uh, 6 stomps. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt. I was just like... I, a horde of trolls, I just don't even like the idea. Especially if you have if you have um, um, something across from them that has high armor, so they just puke on them. Right. I mean, that would yeah. be really neat. So I think that I think that there are a couple of different options uh, for orcs and goblins in terms of what route to go. Uh, the one thing that that again I wouldn't use I wouldn't use war machines and I wouldn't use the normal chaff units like fast chaff just because I don't see a real you know huge benefit. No place to for them. them, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, knowing it's VC, and I may face some on some uh, ethereals, whether it's spirit host or maybe some uh, uh, some characters there, I would have some some magic weapons mm-hmm. around just to make sure that I could deal with that. But right. but other than that, I think that you know a fairly aggressive list. Get in there and just start whittling them down with attacks. I think savage orcs are probably a an optimal choice for that. Yep, totally agree. Well, I guess uh, that's that's pretty much all of the talk we've got for the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess uh, I'm going to say thanks, Alex, for coming on. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, I look forward to doing this segment periodically. I mean, again, 
you know, strategy tactics, these things are near and dear to my heart. So, uh, you know, if people want to ask questions about uh, uh, utilizing certain units or certain strategies against certain units or how to field certain armies, you know, for or against kind of a thing, you know. How to, how to beat the new Warriors of Chaos filth coming up soon? Uh, well, I don't know that it's filth. I mean, we'll find out in a couple <laughs> certainly, of weeks. Certainly will. Yes, theoretically, it, it could certainly be... Um, uh, they have some interesting new models coming, so those usually are accompanied by interesting stats. Right, to say the least. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll find out, but I think that I think that that book will tell us a lot of things. I'm curious to see the magic uh, items in there. I'm curious to see what the marks do. Uh, I'm curious to see the special characters. I think that'll give us a little bit more of an indication where they're going. So it's a very interesting book. I think a very uh, uh, inter- you know uh, important book as far as you know the direction of releases from here on out. Yep, interesting times, so looking forward to it. Yep. All right, fantastic. Well, folks, we'll be back in a minute. Alex, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay, cool. Gamers out there, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea, June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle Tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com. back so that's 65 that is 65 um i want to thank alex for coming on absolutely i do okay alex knows so much about this game he's forgotten more about this game than i know i think (laughs) at times you know what i mean um and i'm really hoping that he can start coming on as a regular segment i hope so too if uh the timing works out right and he's willing and able um and if the fans if you guys like having him on yeah, if you guys liked it, let us know because we can get a topic out ahead and even throw out for questions. Mm-hmm. If you got, you know, here's a topic. What do you want to ask him? Because honestly, Alex is probably the best player that I personally know. I would say I would say the same. Yeah. Alex is really good at um, looking at a given unit or situation and diagnosing right away. Uh, the, not not only the math behind it, but the tactical ups and downs of that situation, breaking down what unit to match up against another. I remember him telling me about how chess players play, and they look 12, 13, 14 mm. moves ahead. He's like, this game's only got six turns. Right. He He's looking at the board, and he's planning out turns three and four and mm. five, and he doesn't make mistakes, and that's the thing. If mm. he gets a bad couple of rolls of dice, you can get the, you can right. get the upper hand on him. But honestly, if Alex doesn't have bad dice, he doesn't lose, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I've never seen him make a huge mistake. Now, he will say different. I'm certain if he listens to this, mm-hmm. he's right now he's going, oh, Dave, not that. Don't <laughs> say that. Now, I don't know why you're saying stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, he's modest, but he's really good. I mean, I've seen him take apart people that we know are good players. Mm. I mean, he takes me apart, but I'm I'm no slouch. Well, I, he'll, I, he'll I, take I, me I'm apart saying, too. I'm, what yeah. I'm saying, I'm no slouch. He's <laughs> taking me apart. I'm you know I'm not all that. He actually, I remember that first tournament. He played both me and Harrison, mm. and he told me he's like, actually, Harrison played a better game than you. He, he wasn't wow. nervous. I was nervous. I'd never met Alex. I'd heard about him from you guys. I knew he's yeah. a friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, I get nervous in tournaments. You know, I was. Well, he's, he's the type. Um, he can be uh, a little intimidating if you don't know him. Yeah, that but, could uh, factor into it. But I will tell you this: he's a great guy, and he is always when we've been done playing given me advice mm. and it's always been fantastic advice like well, he's just a fun guy to talk warhammer about to talk shop with oh yeah yeah i mean he can talk warhammer like any as, as well as anybody and mm. the great thing is when he sits down and gives me advice every time i've played him i've walked away mm-hmm. a better player like literally a better player like i've taken what he taught me Really taking it to heart, and mm-hmm. my game has improved. That's I a good mean, thing. you've noticed stuff. You've played games against me, and then I played Alex, and you're like, "What's with? What, you're like, you're doing this now." I've actually said to you, you know, Alex yep. pointed out that if I do this, then that will happen. And you're right. like, you know, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Alex needs to shut up and quit telling you things. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep David down so I can beat him. Well, you want you took this campaign. Congratulations! Hat, my hats off to you. Thank you. Uh, Thank we'll you. have to have a rematch. We'll, we'll ha- we have a lot of fun things planned, so maybe I can get my revenge in other ways. What, what, you, maybe my dwarves can take out your high elf lifts. Did you want? Are we? Are we? Are we spilling them beans? Uh, well, you know, we'll, let's we'll, tell them. Okay. Okay. Um, we've taken. We, we had the argument over who's more broken, uh, Thoric Ironbrow and the Anvil, or Teclas. And people are like, oh, you you, you got to fight them to see who's more broken, right? Um, and then I and forget, we're going to do that, and we're going to do that. But I forget who was it. Alex who suggested that? Um, it might have. It might have been. I, I don't recall. He said, "If you want to make it fun, swap armies." Mm-hmm. So you are going to take a Thoric Ironbrow Dwarf army, yeah. and I am taking a Techless list. Yes. Now, have you ever played High Elves before? Uh, I've one or two games. I've never played Dwarves them. ever. I'm I, allergic, it, to be honest. <laughs> So we could play 2400, but I'm happy to play 3K if you want to play 3K. We do, why don't we do 3K? Make it uh, epic. Something different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make it, let's make it epic. No grand armies. Right. Correct. Because uh, I already got enough. I mean, I already got enough broken rules for my rares and stuff because sure. of the high elf rules. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I could. Those I've already cheesy seen, high elves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best army in the game. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we'll, we'll plan that game sometime in the future and. Uh, so that'll be our next one, and then after mm-hmm. that, it'll be campaign games. Campaign we'll all the way. Plan. I'm excited. Uh, if, unless we record some of the campaign games, we may have to come up with some more of these little fun sure. side jobbers, though. But uh, so next episode, we will either be talking Warriors of Chaos if we have enough mm-hmm. time, because the book comes out on Saturday the second. second yeah. The episode is due out on Sunday the tenth, eight days later. Ooh, that's a tight window. So that would be a tight window to find, and we'd have to be basically recorded on Friday, mm-hmm. and I'd have to edit all day Saturday, which would be brutal. Yeah. Uh, so we may do it for the twenty fifth. If we do it either way, I think uh, the next two episodes are probably going to be warriors, and then talking about some of the campaign rules we've mm-hmm. come up with, and mm-hmm. just laying out some of the scenarios and okay. seeing if it's fun. So absolutely. All right, folks, that's an episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, as always. Oh, before we go, I have one last thing. I got this tweet. Someone Someone bought bought a hoodie. 
no, not someone bought a hoodie. From Gregatron08, Greg Hunter. Hey, Mr. David. Mr. David. Mr. See, David. there's the respect. Mm. Any chance to get a plug retweet from my blog as I attempt to paint an army in a day? A day? That's what it says. 24 hours? <laughs> I'm assuming. Wow. Unless he means one of those the Lord created the world days right. that span a century. <laughs> Let's see. Um, it's gaming expat. G-A-M-I-N-G-E-X-P-A-T dot wordpress dot com. Um, and under his blog, it's uh, the one that's uh, 2013-118 Super Uber Ultra Hobby Challenge. That's his, on his blog from Gaming Expat dot wordpress dot com. So go ahead and check it out. He's hmm. looking to do an army in a day. Pretty impressive. But if anyone could do it, Gregatron could. I hope so. You go for it, Gregatron. <laughs> I can't. I could paint a lot. I could speed paint the hell out of it, but I ain't painting an army. Depends on it. Well, it could be um, if it's you know if it's an elite warriors army or something. Few yeah. low model. Thing. How few models can you get yeah. exactly? All right. So I wanted to throw that last shout out. Make sure we got everything on here. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. Uh, yeah, we're painting and we're working, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. I will be a little closer to being ready for Adepticon. As I will I. So we'll see you for episode 66. 66. Very good. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, follow David at Garage Hammer, and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.